symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Turn it on and rip the knob off. Guys, and welcome back to the Wrestling Memory Grenade, and we are at episode 65. As we continue down the road of February 1987 in the World Wrestling Federation, I am your host, Ray Russell, and what a fun show we had last week when we kicked off February 1987 in the WWF. We talked about Andre the Giant confirming his heel turn, aligning himself with Bobby the Brain Heenan, and of course the Heenan family. He comes out on Piper's Pit and challenges Hulk Hogan to a world championship match in the WrestleMania. A week later, we got Hulk's response. He said, yes! So Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant now official for WrestleMania 3. But this week, we're going to talk the contract signing between the two men. Also last week, we saw the firing of Danny Davis as referee here in the World Wrestling Federation. Of course, WWF President Jack Tunney came to ringside and informed Mr. Davis that he was, in fact, suspended for life as referee here in the WWF. Only moments later to find out that Jimmy Hart had re-employed Danny Davis now as a professional wrestler. We'll have to wait and see how that plays out. But getting back to this week's episode of The Grenade, last week, February so big in the building to WrestleMania 3, we had to chop it up, split it up into two episodes here on the podcast. So yes, last week we got to see Andre challenge Hulk Hogan. We got to see the firing of Danny Davis as referee, the debuts of Outback Jack, Craig DeGeorge as an announcer, and Barry Darso replaces Randy Colley as Demolition Smash. That's Smash version 2.0 now. And how could I forget we have brand new WWF Tag Team Champions. The Hart Foundation have stolen those belts from the British Bulldogs. Lots of things happening last week here on The Grenade, but more to come this week. In the month of February, as I already talked about, Andre the Giant Hulk Hogan contract signing coming up here this week on The Grenade, as well as a very special edition of The Snake Pit. Jake the Snake Roberts' guest is one honky-tonk man. Honky has already went on record and stated that He's not a fan of snakes. And at the conclusion of said snake pit, I'm going to have a little sidebar as we once again break it down here, talking all about the upcoming Jake the Snake and Honky Tonk Man feud. Also this week on The Grenade, the WrestleMania 3 report. We're going to hear all 12 matches announced for the big upcoming pay-per-view event. Living legend Bruno San Martino slated to take on Nikolai Volkov. And are the rumors true? Is Rowdy Roddy Piper retiring from the WWF? We're going to hear it. Straight from the Hot Rod's mouth here this week. In six-man tag team action, the Can-Am Connection team up with Leaping Lanny Poffo to take on the trio of the Dream Team and Adrian Adonis. Brutus Beefcake going to do some strutting, but it's Adonis who's going to do a little bit of cutting. And remember female referee Rita Marie, a.k.a. Rita Chatterton, who accused Vince McMahon of sexual assault in the back of his limo all the way back in 1986? Well, many people wrote Rita off as being gone from the company all the way back in 1986, but we have not one but two more Rita Marie sightings right here this week on The Grenade. We're going to talk more in depth about that later in this program. Plus, do I see a a Chick Donovan sighting? My goodness. And sound bites galore all this week here on the Wrestling Memory Grenade. It's going to be another jam-packed show, so we're going to get right into it. And of course, as always, you can listen 
to the wrestling memory grenade, our sister show Monday Warfare, The Battle Within, TR Shocks the World with Tom Robinson, and more, all part of the WrestleCopia Podcast Network. That's over at WrestleCopia.com. That's WrestleCopia.com. You can also listen to our programs everywhere your podcast streaming needs are met. From Apple to Spotify, Google Pod, Pocket Cast, TuneIn, Audible on Amazon, iHeartRadio, so many more. You name it and we're probably there. And make sure, guys, you stop on over right now to our YouTube channel. You can find us there at YouTube.com slash Grenade. That's R-A-S-S-L-I-N Grenade. On YouTube, I've added more than a dozen new videos over the last week. Lots of fun stuff to check out there. Lots of things we talked about last week and things upcoming this week. I plan to add even more videos later this week. So now is a great time to subscribe to YouTube.com slash Grenade. Also, follow us on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Wrestling Grenade. That's at R-A-S-S-L-I-N Grenade, home of the free prize giveaway. Also follow and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Wrestling Grenade. And be sure to follow us on Twitter and or follow and like us on Facebook for your chance to enter and win all of our future free prize giveaways, including our current giveaway, guys. Actually, two special free prize giveaways coming up as part of the WrestleMania 3 Definitive Edition of the Grenade in just a few weeks' time. Those two special free prizes include a Ricky the Dragon Steamboat autographed 8x10 beautiful promo pick of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat as Intercontinental Champion. And yes, of course, as pointed out, it is autographed by the steamer himself. Prize number two, also being given away as part of the WrestleMania 3 edition of the Grenade. It's a Honky Tonk Man autographed 8x10 promo pick of the Honky Tonk Man as IC Champion. So two winners, two gifts being given away in just a few weeks' time as part of the WrestleMania 3 Definitive Edition here on the Wrestling Memory Grenade. And all you have to do is follow us on Twitter, follow and like us on Facebook for your chance to win these prizes in each and every future free prize giveaway. It's that easy. And last but certainly not least, now is a great time to be a patron, everyone. A WrestleCopia patron, that is. Our revamped and all-new WrestleCopia Patreon account over at patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. That's patreon.com slash wrestle c-o-p-i-a a dozen tiers to choose from and i always invite everyone to give it a go at the five dollar all access tier because five dollars gets you six gifts here those gifts include all of my insanely detailed show notes for both here on the wrestling memory grenade as well as the sister show monday warfare you'll also receive early access to many of our wrestlecopia podcasts listen days sometimes even a week early to many of the upcoming podcast episodes also on Patreon, unedited versions of many of our podcasts, including Tom Robinson's TR Shocks the World. If you think what he says on the edited versions or something else, wait till you get a load of unedited Tom Robinson, everyone. But it doesn't in there, of course, as always, the Patreon-exclusive watch-along series, covering many WWF and WCW pay-per-views, Coliseum Home videos, Saturday night's main event, hey, Flair vs. Steamboat Clash of the Champions 6 is on there, and so much more. That's our Patreon-exclusive watch-along series. Also recently added to the tier, remastered versions of the earliest episodes of the Wrestling Memory Grenade covering the NWA in 1989. Not only is there enhanced sound quality to those remastered editions, but also new content. Originally edited out of the show, edited right back in, so there's actually new conversations in many of the remastered episodes of The Grenade. And it doesn't end there, guys. I've added a sixth gift. Six gifts for $5 now. Also, digital downloads for your viewing and reading pleasure. All of that for the low, low price 
of just $5. The all-access tier is where it's at, but hey, we've got prices for everyone. So feel free to go check out all 12 tiers over at patreon.com slash wrestlecopia. Again, no subscription. Cancel any time. Give it a go for a month. I think you'll like the content we offer, and every penny of it goes right back into the podcast network. So please, help us pay some of the bills and keep the Wrestling Memory Grenade, Monday Warfare, TR Shocks the World, up and running for the years to come. And all right, everyone, with all of that out of the way, it's time to continue on with February 1987 here in the WWF. And we continue rolling on with Primetime Wrestling for February 16th, 1987. Hosted once again by Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan. I wouldn't have it any other way. And as we get rolling, Gorilla Monsoon kicks things off in a very interesting way as he introduces Bobby Heenan. From there, the two go on to talk about Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan. And there's some fun lines in there, so let's go to that right now. Of course, the big news, what we've all been waiting for, the response from World's Heavyweight Champion Hulk Hogan to the ridiculous question by this piece of... Shall I say garbage? No, you don't say. Well, I start Sugar off this week like that with well, you. Every week is that way you. with you because you are just an instigator. You continue, continue to instigate. Here's a guy, Andre the Giant, who you had suspended from the World Wrestling Federation. You and your stable, uh, pardon me, you and your group did so many things to Andre the Giant. Now, all of a sudden, out of clear blue, here you pop up. You're the one responsible for having him reinstated to the World Wrestling Federation, and now you appear as his manager. Give me a break, Enan. You ready to go to our first match? No, I'm not ready to go yet. Oh. Don't you yeah. have any response? What good would it do? You're just going to put me down anyway. You're just jealous of me, so is everybody else. No, I'm, I'm far Andre from needs me to do his talking. The only, good, the only good thing you got going for and you I is need you've got some good guys in your, in your stable. You've got some good horses. Our feature this week is Hercules Hernandez. Right. Against Billy Jerk Haynes. No, Billy Jack Haynes. My, I, I apologize again. I stand corrected. You know what's being happened? The big thing over the United States now? People in campuses, sororities, fraternities, they're having primetime parties. People are sitting there watching. You think you and it's I? a party for me to sit here with you? Hey, you think I'm? You think it's like going to Bermuda for me too? All right. Love the way Gorilla opens this show up. Uh, I'm Gorilla Monsoon, along with the piece of shall I say garbage, Bobby the Brain Heenan. And I wrote, "Why start like this?" But LOL, funny stuff there about Gorilla Monsoon. Of course, they talk Andre joining the Heenan family as we await Hulk Hogan's response on this episode of Primetime. Of course, we saw it at the end of last week on Superstars and Wrestling Challenge. Primetime still catching up to the rest of the world. We're going to see that response here again on Primetime Wrestling this week. And did you hear the end of that soundbite? They talk about primetime parties at the colleges all around. You guys thought it started with the Nitro parties in the 90s? No, no. There were primetime parties all the way back in the 1980s. Would have loved to have seen one of those. But primetime rolls on as Bobby Heenan continues to talk about some of the matches for his men at WrestleMania, including the Mighty Hercules taking on Billy Jerk Haynes. And, of course, King Kong Bundy with the midgets in his corner taking on Hillbilly Jim and his little buddies. Let's listen to Bobby's take. I want to talk about WrestleMania. I want to talk about WrestleMania now. 
be my guest. Billy Jerk Haynes, the man with the man who's going to teach Hercules a lesson. And no, no, wrong banana breath. The man who is going to probably wear a wash and wear neck brace for the rest of his life. Because once Hercules slaps his full Nelson on, it's cereal time. Snap, crackle, and pop. You're not serious, are you? I'm serious. You really think that? (sighs) Midget hors d'oeuvres. I'm going to watch Bundy smash some midgets. I'm going to watch Hercules break a neck. I'm going to watch the king make the miserable dog lick his boots. And I'm going to strap that gold around the waist of Andre the Giant. The only one of those things that probably could be a truth would be King Kong Bundy maybe stepping on a midget. That's where it about ends. We'll be back in a moment. All right, Heenan obviously rooting for his own men. Makes sense. Hercules is going to down Billy Jerk Haynes. Meanwhile, he says Bundy, he predicts Bundy's going to smash maybe all of the midgets. We'll have midget hors d'oeuvres. Oh, my. And up next, we're off to Gorilla Monsoon and Ken Resnick with a special interview with the Doctor of Style Slick about WrestleMania three. This interview took place back earlier in February at the Boston Garden. Let's head now to the Gorilla, the Slickster, and the Resnick. Gorilla Monsoon here along with Kenny Resnick and the Slickster, indeed the man of style and fashion. Uh, I think you might have outsmarted yourself a little bit, Slickster. You took all that money from Bobby the Brain Heenan. What, what are you going to do with it? You're going to bet it on a match coming up in WrestleMania you know, 3, I Monsoon, know that. Monsoon, aside from being big Monsoon and ugly, I know what to say. Aside from being big and ugly, you're quite a nosy man. I never give out details about my intimate business because everybody's business is nobody's business. You know what I mean, Daddy? Do you have certain plans for the uh, Pontiac Silverdome? Just believe this, that after... You want to state something in fact instead of just running your mouth? Uh, if you would uh, be Go quiet ahead. just a moment. Thank you, big man. After WrestleMania, Brother 3... It hasn't even happened yet. Will you please? Are you here to interview Gorilla, or to interrupt? Gorilla, correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't seen Butch Reed's name mentioned at all in conjunction no. with Let me tell you something, three. brother. It won't be no WrestleMania 3 if Butch Reed's not in it. I don't know why, but I always get a kick out of Slick asking people, are you an interview or an interrupt? I wish he'd kept that in his repertoire of lines. So at this point in the, in the Boston Garden, when this interview was recorded, the matches for WrestleMania 3 had yet to be announced. In fact, some of them, many of them still have yet to be confirmed, even right here on primetime, February 16th. However, the Dr. Styles says if Butch Reed is not a part of WrestleMania 3, it won't be no WrestleMania 3. Don't worry, Slick. I think Butch Reed has a match lined up, so I guess WrestleMania 3 will go on. And as primetime goes on, they replay the Piper's Pit with Hulk Hogan answering the challenge of Andre the Giant. In case you guys missed it, once again, let's remind the world of Hulk Hogan's answer. Take it away, Hot Rod. Tell me yes or no. Are you or are you not going to fight him at WrestleMania 3 for the World Heavyweight Championship? Yes or no? Yeah! All right, now we go back to the primetime set as we get a response from Bobby the Brain Heenan. Could he be any more explicit than that? He had no other choice. You mean he had no other choice? You heard him say in the interview that Hulk Hogan was kind of like a friend. He thought he was a friend. See, he never said he was my friend. I was his friend. Did you not hear him? Weren't you listening? Didn't you hear the entire interview? Yes, I heard it all. How he patterned... The Hulkster pattern, his whole life's pattern after Andre the Giant? Oh. What is that? You put galoshes on and roll your pants like that. It's getting deep in here, Monsoon. You I'll know tell that you for a fact, Rain. Is he ever going to be the same, Hogan? Sure, absolutely. 
Don't you think he's mentally destroyed now? Only temporarily. I don't Those think kind of things. You, you're the, you're the one that instigated the whole thing. Uh -huh. You shocked the world's heavyweight champion by having a person who he thought was his closest and dearest friend. You think that's low what I did? No, that's below low. That's below low. Well, when I'm interviewing and when I'm sitting here with you managing the champion of the world, you'll wish you had talked to me in a Let's different Let's go to tone. Greg DeGeorge right now. All right, and Bobby Heenan pointing out interesting words there used by Hulk Hogan. Andre was kind of like a friend. You see, Hulk Hogan was using Andre the Giant all along. I don't doubt that. And at this point, guys, we go back to the Boston Garden yet again. Gorilla Monsoon now standing by with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, who issues his own challenge to the Macho Man Randy Savage. The Dragon is, in fact, physically back 100%, whether the injury mentally did something to him or not. But I had a chance to catch up with and corner, which is a very hard thing to do, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and we got into some discussion about WrestleMania three. Gorilla Monsoon once again here in the locker room area of the Boston Gardens with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, undoubtedly one of the most unique wrestlers of all time to come along here in the World Wrestling Federation. And hats off to you, Rick, and hats off to you coming back in general to professional wrestling. Well, thank you very much. I'd like to thank all the fans in the Boston area for their letters, their get well cards. But very quickly, I'd like to hit on a subject that I'm sure is going to be of a lot of importance to everybody out there. And in concerning this, that I have got an open contract for this big date that's coming up for WrestleMania number three. March 29. And there's one person I have my sights on, and I guess there's no secret to everybody out there that it's you, Randy Savage. Live up to your title as the Macho Man. Live up to your title as the Intercontinental Champion. Put your name on that contract. Sign the dotted line. Win, lose, or draw, brother. You and I have got to settle the differences, but let's do it in front of millions of people. I'm sure, Rick, that he won't be too anxious to sign that contract. Plenty of action still to come here in the Boston Gardens. We'll be back in a moment. Well, talk about challenges being issued. There's a challenge for you, Brain. And for me, well, he, he, uh, he didn't need to go out and find somebody to do his talking for him. He's at this point able to talk for himself. <laughs> All right, and Steamer telling the Macho Man to put his name on the contract. Steamboat wanting an intercontinental title match against the Macho Man at WrestleMania three in order for the world to see the dragon exact his revenge on Randy Savage. Of course, we learned over this past weekend that match will come to fruition, and we'll talk a little bit more about that as this episode of The Grenade goes on as well. And finally, one last soundbite here this week for the February 16th edition of Primetime Wrestling as Bobby and the Gorilla continue to talk about Andre the Giant. You can talk to him all you want. That's what you want. Well, go ahead. What do you want me to do? <clears throat> Nothing. You were mentioning earlier you'd like to talk to Andre the Giant. Well, I talk to Andre the Giant all the time. He's a personal friend of mine. You haven't, talked to, you haven't talked to him lately, though. Yeah, I talked to him two weeks ago. Oh, yes, but I mean just personal, just you and him one-on-one. One-on-one, -on -one. One -on -one, yeah. Without a microphone or television light. Yeah, right. When did you do that? About uh, two weeks ago. You in, have uh, to get my permission Tampa, to do that. Tampa, Florida. Why do I need your permission to talk to my friends? Give me a break. Because he works for me now. So what? He has a private life as well. Well, not when it comes to you. You'd love to make him and everybody else in my family turn against me, wouldn't you? You just if love I it. thought that was possible, I'd give it a shot. Well, it's yes. not possible. And you think how hard I am to deal with now? I'm going to find you out exactly how you champion. got to that individual. Because, number one, I know he doesn't need any money. No. Okay. I know he's in excellent health. I don't, I don't know what you could have... He wants to accomplish... What? 
talked Let's, about Grenoble, France. Maybe you did something there. You probably I never did. did nothing there. We'll be back with a cannon. Who told you about just that? That was cleared up. I have. All right, so Gorilla Monsoon points out that, hey, he's been Andre the Giant's friend for many years. In fact, Monsoon says he just spoke to Andre two weeks ago. But Bobby Heenan informs Monsoon, from now on, you go through the brain if you want to talk to Andre the Giant. Of course, Gorilla Monsoon doing his normal over-exaggeration, claiming that Andre the Giant is in excellent health for this championship match at WrestleMania. Of course he is, Gorilla. But we roll on to the weekend, and it's the WWF Superstars of Wrestling. For February 21st, 1987. <laughs> All right, and we're taped back January 26th at the Tampa, Florida Sun Dome as it's Vince McMahon, Jesse the Body Ventura, and Bruno San Martino on commentary. And we head to the ring for tag team champions, the Hart Foundation. Manager Jimmy Hart in their corner taking on the Islanders. Wow, Jimmy wasn't shitting around about being fighting champions. We're only two weeks into the tag team title reign of the Hart Foundation, and we get a title match on TV. Or is it? They don't really clarify that here. Nevertheless, Jimmy Hart not quite done yet. Before the bell can sound, Jimmy introduces the newest member of the Hart Foundation. It's Danny Davis, former referee Danny Davis, now a member of Jimmy Hart's Hart Foundation stable. And as Danny Davis is introduced to the crowd, he's busting out that familiar white body shirt that we've seen him wear during his wrestling matches. But rather than the long tights here, it's simply black and white striped trunks for Mr. Davis and striped boots to match as well worn by the former referee, though he's not an active participant in this match. Keep that in mind. As the match gets going, we get an insert promo from Hillbilly Jim. Hillbilly is asked who's going to win the match between Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Thought we already did this. Jim hypes the match, but never mentions a winner. And if you remember last week on Superstars, we get an insert promo from Hillbilly Jim. He was asked if he thought Hulk Hogan would accept the challenge of Andre the Giant. Jim then said that he did believe Hulk would accept the challenge and beat Andre. At WrestleMania, however, here this week, Jim simply hypes the matchup for the big pay-per-view and never mentions a winner here. And Jesse the Body Ventura on commentary never misses a beat. Make sure to point that out. Hillbilly Jim, Hulk Hogan's buddy, wouldn't even pick a winner here. Back to the ring, Tama channels his inner Jimmy Snooka with the blind leapfrog, his back turn to the hitman. Tama following up with the big knife edge chop spot on Bret Hart and then Haku in. We see a nice double-team move here by the Islanders as Haku hip-tosses Tama down onto the sternum of the hitman. However, the Hearts finally manage to take over on the offense, double-teaming Tama with a double DDT right on his head. One of the moves they used to defeat Davy Boy Smith for the tag team titles. You gotta figure Jake the Snake had to love that, right? He's already doing the DDT for his finisher. Now the Heart Foundation, double DDT. This doesn't last long in their repertoire. And the Hearts can't get it done here with the double DDT either as Tama out to make the hot tag to Haku, who cleans house on the Heart Foundation, dumping Jim the Anvil so hard that Nightheart actually bounces off the ropes and then it's boom, the big thrust kick from Haku to the face of the Hitman. And one half of the tag team champions, Brett the Hitman Heart, laid out middle of the ring as Haku makes the tag back to Tama, who goes up top for the big top rope splash, their finisher. The Islanders are going to get this done. It could it be the Islanders ready to upset the Heart Foundation, but 
Holy fuck! Danny Davis! With the distraction of Jimmy Hart, Danny Davis launches Tama! As he leaps off the top rope, Tama gets insane fucking height in the air! Next level height! You gotta go check this out to see it, to believe it. And Tama coming down in midair on his fucking head like a lawn dart! Holy shit! Damn near broke his neck! Fuck's sakes! So Tama goes to the top rope looking for the big splash on the prone hitman. A little distraction with the referee allows Danny Davis to get involved for his boys. Davis shoves Tama, launches him, gosh, 10 feet into the air, and Tama straight down on the top of his head. How he didn't break his neck is unbeknownst to me. Jim the Anvil Nightheart crawls back into the ring to steal the win. On the out cold, Tama, the Islander, and the Heart Foundation pick up the victory in 4 minutes and 32 seconds, thanks in part to Danny Davis, who has already made an impact now as the newest member of the Heart Foundation. The match itself was honestly pretty good while it lasted. The Islanders were a great combo. You had Haku's power and expertise, Tama's insane agility, especially for this era. And, And don't get me wrong, toughness as well. And just watching this match and a few of the recent matches the Islanders had me thinking, you know, the Islanders could have easily filled the Rougeau brothers' spot at WrestleMania if not for the whole Montreal tie-in with Dino Bravo storyline they were going with there because just amazing athletes were Haku and Tama, the Islanders. Very much overlooked here as baby faces. But that'll change throughout the course of this year. As we move on to update, and we see Mean Gene Okerlund standing by sitting in an empty arena alongside the Hot Rod. Yes, it's Rowdy Roddy Piper who has a special announcement to make. From the pages of the World Wrestling Federation magazine, here's Update with Gene Okerlund. Rumors have been flying as of late regarding Rowdy Roddy Piper. To confirm or deny the speculation on his retirement, I went directly to the Scotsman himself. Well, the rumor mill has been churning. In recent weeks, and Roddy Piper, I wanted to get it direct from you. Speculation as to possible retirement for you of all people. I will remove all doubt. Yes, I am retiring. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I am retiring. Now, I've made some mistakes, friends. I ain't apologizing for none of them. There's only one mistake I ain't corrected. That's Adrian Adonis. So you say, Roddy, why don't you retire now? No, thank you. I want to hang around for March 29th, WrestleMania 3, the greatest event ever. Because when I beat them, I want you all to see it. Although, win, lose, or draw. March 29th, I retire. But I, Adrian Adonis, ain't going out no loser. I work much too hard to get where I am. Roddy Piper, I can't think of anyone in entertainment and sport, save perhaps the great Rocky Marciano, Whoever retired at the very top, the peak, the yeah. pinnacle of their career. But apparently you are determined to hang it up. Yeah, I am determined to hang it up. i tell you something. Fans can say what they want to about me. I don't mind that. I got one thing I want to leave you with. May you be a half an hour in heaven before the devil knows you're dead. Well, the rumors were running rampant, and Roddy Piper confirms it. He will retire. The Hot Rod said win, lose, or draw. His match with Adrian Adonis at WrestleMania will be his absolute last match. And I wrote, well, that was out of left field. A couple weeks ago, we never heard anything about Roddy Piper planning to leave wrestling. And then out of the blue, he just says, yeah, that's true. I'm retiring. I'm done. I'm off to Hollywood. 
So definitely out of left field. And the promo, the interview here with Mean Gene, very quick and to the point as well. No beating around the bush, just right to the point. And Mean Gene mentions that Roddy Piper is retiring at the prime of his career. And only Rocky Marciano has ever done that. So Oakland placing Piper at the top of the wrestling world like Rocky Marciano was at the top of the boxing world, retiring as heavyweight champion back in his day. Piper leaves us, he said, People can say whatever they want, but it'll be one hell of a half an hour in heaven for the hot rod before the devil knows he's dead. Piper planning to have a little fun with the adorable Adrian Adonis at WrestleMania 3. And speaking of WrestleMania 3, now's a good time as any to get that lovely bumper. WrestleMania 3, bigger, better, better. Bigger, better, badder, says Vince McMahon, and we're back to the ring. The King, Harley Race, Bobby Heenan in his corner, taking on the Italian Stallion, the new Italian Stallion. We were just talking about Rocky Marciano. Well, now we're talking about Salvatore Balomo. Balomo, who's seemingly a comedy job guy heel here at this point in his career, is taking on a real heel in Harley Race. We get an insert promo as the match gets going from the Junkyard Dog. JYD says it'll be Harley Race who will be bowing and kneeling at WrestleMania 3. Back to the action, Belomo cartwheels around a backdrop attempt by Harley Race and dropkicks the king. Belomo, though, sets up for a second dropkick and misses. Harley Race takes over, and it's the fisherman suplex. No bridge. Harley gets the win one minute and seven seconds. And even Bruno San Martino has to admit his pies on Belomo. He didn't do too well here in this one. As we go off to a vignette, we see Tito Santana and the British Bulldogs, all three men sitting at a table, signing a contract. Apparently, it's a six-man tag team match scheduled for WrestleMania 3. It's going to be the Bulldogs and Santana taking on the trio of the Hart Foundation, that's Brett and Neidhart, and their new partner, Danny Davis. Danny Davis going to see action at WrestleMania 3. And if you guys watch this vignette here, Dynamite Kid, extremely noticeably much smaller, lost a lot of weight since his injury back in December. He hasn't been able to work out, and I'm sure he's been off the gas for a while as well. Dynamite Kid's lost a lot of weight, a lot of size here. And I don't just mean he's trimmed down. It's to the point, honestly, for me, it's uncomfortable to see. And even though based on his frame, plenty enough big for his size, he's lost almost all of his added mass. And it's just hard to see a guy drop that much weight in such a small amount of time. Nevertheless, Tito Santana promises the Bulldogs that Danny Davis will pay. I think the Bulldogs will have something to say about that too, Tito. They too will want their hands on Danny Davis, who cost them the tag team titles. It's back to more action. Billy Jack Haynes taking on Morgan Bastine. As we see Hercules standing backstage, watching on a monitor, talking to himself. No doubt he wants to get his hands on Haynes. Hercules admits that Billy Jack Haynes is an impressive athlete, but he's no Hercules. Got that right. Haynes, however, picks up the win here with the full Nelson in 2 minutes and 12 seconds. And after that impressive win, we go off to a promo featuring Billy Jack Haynes. Come on in, Billy Jack Haynes. You, sir, are going to be such a big part of this extravaganza, and it's got to be the thrill of a lifetime for you to be involved in something like WrestleMania 3. And Gene, right, right real quick to the point, I take my hat off to Ricky Steamboat for the comeback he made, and he's going to destroy you, Savage. Hulk Hogan, the number one legend in professional wrestling, will destroy Andre the Giant. And myself, I'm going to throw my hat down and maybe my career, because my career may be coming to an end, Hercules. It's going to be you and me. 
But man, I'm in the best shape of my life, and I've never feared any opponent, and I don't fear you, and you don't fear me, punk. He didn't stand to the side. Let us go ahead and finish it up, and we'll see. March 29th. WrestleMania 3 in the Pontiac Silverdome, who the master of the full Nelson is. You better break my neck, because I'm out to break your neck, punk! All right, you can just by standing by this man, just feel the intensity in his body. And all of these premier superstars, these great athletes, are all going to be at the very, their very, very best for an event such as this. And Hulk Hogan, I know that you're going to be headed toward the Silverdome and WrestleMania 3 in the very best shape of your life. And you're going to have to be when you collide with your former friend, now foe, quite obviously, Andre the Giant. Well, you know, you got it right the first time, man. When you said 90,000 plus in the Silverdome, when you said the whole world's going to be watching, whether it's closed circuit venue or if you got to wake up in the middle of the night halfway across the world, they're all watching you, Andre the Giant. They're all watching WrestleMania 3. They want to know. Well, Hulk Hogan, after three long years, man, of preaching this thing, of living this thing, of training, saying the prayers, need the vitamins, they want to see on March 29th if I can physically back up everything I said verbally. They want to see if I'm going to go down. Well, Hulk, you're going to have millions and millions upon uh, people all across the world, all around the These world. These arms look like they're ready, brother. You know me. Look in my eyes. Do I look like I'm ready? He looks like yeah, he's ready. I am. Andre, I'm ready, brother. He is ready. He's the heavyweight champ, Hulk Hogan, at WrestleMania 3 in the Silverdome, March 29th. All right, Haynes comes into those promos calm and cool. Sometimes he explodes near the end there. And in this case, he's looking forward to his match with the mighty Hercules, as am I. But the action just keeps rolling. It's the Dream Team. Greg the Hammer, Valentine, Brutus Beefcake, with luscious Johnny V in their corner, taking on the team of Frankie Rose and Paul Roma. Also at ringside, we see the still brunette Dino Bravo accompanying the Dream Team to the ring. And I absolutely love Greg Valentine's throwback pink robe here for this match. Love this robe here on Greg the Hammer, Valentine. During the match, we get an insert promo from the Rougeau Brothers who say they are up for the occasion to take on the Dream Team at WrestleMania. Meanwhile, back in the ring, easy win here. Greg Valentine locks in the figure four on Frankie Rose to get the submission in two minutes and 51 seconds. Post-match, Paul Roma tries to fend off the Dream Team by himself, but is then laid out by Dino Bravo from behind. The numbers game will win it every time. Show goes on, and for weeks now, as you guys may recall, on Superstars, it's usually the Piper's Pit, and on Wrestling Challenge, the Snake Pit. And the Snake Pit has been preempted for weeks now on Wrestling Challenge by a replay of Piper's Pit in order to sell the Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant storyline. But this week, it's Piper's Pit that gets preempted for the Snake Pit here on Superstars. And for very good reason, because it's time for yet another major WrestleMania 3 angle, because it's time for the Snake Pit. Jake the Snake Roberts' guest, the Honky Tonk Man. As Jake opens up, he says, there's a lot of strange people in wrestling with a lot of strange names. But the most strangest name of all, in fact, it's kind of stupid, says the Snake. Jake's guest is the Honky Tonk Man. And Roberts holds Damien as Honky Tonk Man with guitar in hand and Jimmy Hart by his side enter the Snake Pit. Honky stays at a distance, clearly afraid of the Snake as Roberts teases putting the snake down, but repeatedly shoving it in Honky's face. 
Honky Tonk Man discusses his name. He says he was named so because he was born on a pool table in a bar in Memphis. Okay, good to know. The origin of conception of the Honky Tonk Man gimmick. There you have it, guys. Honky Tonk says he came out here so the people can hear him sing. The snake then asks him if he will sing to Damien and shoves the snake into Honky's face yet again. Honky says, yeah, I'll sing. If Jake can keep Damien back, Honky will sing That's All Right, Honky Tonk Mama for the crowd here in attendance, a song Elvis tried to rip off of the Honky Tonk Man. So apparently Honky's been singing for at least 10 years here because Elvis has been dead since 77. All right, all right. Roberts promises to stop teasing Honky Tonk Man with the snake because he wants to watch the Honky Tonk Man. Yeah, he wants to watch the Honky Tonk Man make a complete idiot of himself. Crowd pops for that one. Honky is not liking this interview. It's not going so well for HTM. Honky goes on, though. He talks about the support that he got from the fans, then seconds later tells them to shut their filthy mouths. I wrote LMAO. Great delivery here by Honky Tonk Man. Early Honky. So underrated. Everybody talks about his intercontinental title run, but this guy was hated as a babyface for a reason. Just a natural heel, and, and the stuff he did immediately when they finally gave him the green light to just turn heel, his early stuff here prior to winning the belt was just very underrated. Not talked about nearly enough. Good stuff. Great lines here by Honky Tonk Man. He goes on, though, with the promo, and then briefly stalls before clearly not knowing how to pluck a guitar. He's kind of looking at the chords and he doesn't really know what to do. Then Honky into the microphone hits one severely off note. Well, and once again gets Damien shoved in his face for his troubles. A scared Honky Tonk Man and manager Jimmy Hart run off through the snake pit door as Jake Roberts slowly follows behind, sticking his head through the back of the snake pit door, mocking the heels. But Jake somewhere in this fails to realize this isn't a real cave or pit or whatever the fuck this is supposed to be. It's a constructed set, Jake. So, with Jake sticking his head through the back door of the snake pit, Honky Tonk Man and Jimmy Hart simply walk around the side of the set and come back around behind Jake. And as Jake the Snake Roberts turns around to face the camera, Honky Tonk Man cocks back and swings for the fences with his guitar, El Kabong! Come on! Busting the guitar over the head of the snake, who takes an awesome selling bump as he collapses into the pit and falls onto the floor. Honky Tonk Man then standing over top of Jake and smashes the guitar repeatedly across his body before Honky leaves the remnants laying on an unconscious Jake the Snake Roberts. Jimmy Hart cackling all the way. Ha ha ha, beautiful baby! Jimmy Hart and the Honky Tonk Man, wow. What an angle. And this angle, guys, it did many things. For one, it's the first guitar shot I remember seeing in wrestling history. So you got that. And it was rare to see back then and awesome to see before it was bastardized by Jeff Jarrett's exploding corrugated cardboard guitars later in the 1990s. But, but back to this segment, I don't want to take away from this. This very much gave Honky Tonk Man that last bit of oomph that he needed to find his way into the semi-main event level of heel here in the WWF, in my opinion, anyway. So we see our very first guitar shot. Honky Tonk Man really solidifies himself as a major playing heel in the WWF, and no question, this also solidified the babyface turn of Jake the Snake Roberts' well-done segment. And with that, it's that time again, guys. We're going to take a sidebar 
in a segment I like to call Break It Down. Break It Down! All right, and we are going to break it down. That's the Honky Tonk Man Jake the Snake Roberts feud. Not so much the feud, but this particular Snake Pit segment and all of the folklore that goes along with it created by Jake the Snake Roberts. And it's time to separate fact from fiction, and, and I'll let you guys be the judge. We've heard the stories for years, Jake the Snake Roberts blaming this guitar shot on his drug addictions. Jake has went on record, even here in 2022, claiming that the guitar was never gimmicked, and it caused his neck injuries, which eventually led to that surgery that he had in 1989. Now, Jake has stated that Pat Patterson sent his significant other, Louis Dundero, to purchase a guitar for the spot. And even the snake admits that they put some gouges in the guitar in an attempt to gimmick the blow, but he says the guitar, the wood on the guitar was a half an inch thick, and it just wasn't enough to gimmick it all the way, and, and that's where his problems began. And Roberts has also said that his wife at the time, Robin, had to pull fiberglass splinters out of his back for weeks. And that's where I begin the question. I, I thought to myself, wasn't Jake on the road wrestling for weeks after this? Wasn't he wearing a shirt here during this segment? And I'm not questioning if fiberglass got through the shirt and got into his back, but it just seems a little embellished for, for my personal take anyway. Now, in recent years, Honky Tonk Man, who let this go for a while, he finally responded in attempting to not completely bury Jake because he, he kind of considers Jake the Snake one of his contemporaries. But Honky, at the same time, he wanted to set the record straight. He said the guitar was indeed gimmicked. And Honky has even explained how he rigged it before the spot. Now, you don't have to be a guitar player. Anybody who's ever even handled a real guitar knows pretty damn well it's not going to bust in like it does here with one swat over someone's head. Clearly gimmicked here. And though not like the breakaway guitars of the late 90s, gimmick nonetheless. As Honky defended himself, he pointed out how Jake not only wrestled 300 matches a year for the next couple of years before having said surgery, but Jake never even complained of neck issues for the next couple of years. Now, as far as Jake not becoming addicted to drugs until after the guitar shot, Honky has mentioned how Jake was in and out of rehab here in 1987, and I know that's true at least once later this year. Jake's gone from the company for a while out to rehab. Honky's even said that the guitar was in fact so gimmicked that he had to hide it until the segment took place because the other boys liked to play with the guitar and he didn't want it to accidentally break before they did the spot. Honky Tonk Man went into detail explaining how they gimmicked the guitar using a carpet knife to cut deep into the back of the guitar multiple times so that the piece would easily bust out. They even went so far as they took the extra step of grabbing a black marker to cover up all the slits where they had made in the back of the guitar so they didn't show up visibly. So at the end of the day, you can pick your own poison, no pun intended. Jake, a master of selling to the very end, still selling the DDT to this day when you listen to him talk in shoot interviews like the DDT is real. Jake stating how awful he feels to this day for all the injuries he may have caused because of the move. Now for me, if I'm believing anyone here, it's, it's the honky tonk man. And at the same time with a real guitar, could it have hurt? Sure, even gimmicked. Attributed to neck injuries? Who am I to say it can't? But to blame this spot for shortening Jake's career and causing his drug addiction? You know, Jake's drug addiction had been documented and started long before this segment ever took place. And his career? Well, yeah, that did end because of his addictions and all of the weight gain. Of course, screwing himself out of WCW 92. Later on, Smoky Mountain Wrestling. 
down in Mexico, 1996 in the WWF. And this, this by no means, this is not an attack on Jake the Snake Roberts. I love Jake's first heel run and even his babyface run here. Well, up until that Warrior in the Snake Room segment in 1991, I cashed out after that. And, you know, lots of people, they even shit all over that Rick Martel blind angle and the blindfold match at WrestleMania 7. But I've always defended that match and always will. To understand wrestling and understand psychology, that blindfold match was one of the greatest examples of wrestling psychology ever in the business. Having all of those fans in the palm of his hand, having them believe they were controlling his every move he made in that match at WrestleMania 7. Jake the Snake Roberts is easily one of the greatest storytellers and promos in the history of this business. A mind like no other. It's just, in this case, eh. I'm not sold that this guitar shot alone screwed Jake's neck up, but we'll never really know, I suppose. And again, I go back to pick your own poison. Believe the snake, believe the honky-tonk man. Does the truth lie somewhere in the middle? It's always possible. But one thing has been completely agreed upon, and that's that this guitar was gimmicked to some degree. And anyone who has ever actually handled a guitar would know that without me having to tell them. But any way you want to look at it, the feud is on. It's honky-tonk man and Jake the Snake Roberts. Going to make a great late addition to the WrestleMania 3 card, that's for sure. And as we talk about the WrestleMania 3 card, it's time for the WrestleMania 3 report. As 11 matches are announced, that's every match except for Jake the Snake versus Honky Tonk Man because, well, the storyline just started right before this report. And while we're here talking WrestleMania, let's hear back-to-back promos from two of the most significant matches on the card. First, from Intercontinental Champion Macho Man Randy Savage, slated to take on Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. From there, we'll hear from the manager of Andre the Giant, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Macho Man Randy Savage, you're going to be defending your coveted title belt that you've held since February the 8th of last year against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. It's all part of WrestleMania 3. However, I should point out George the Animal Steel in the corner of Rick Steamboat. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's a factor, but guess what? Guess one particular thing, yeah. Class is really something when it's fantastic. And I'm talking about in professional wrestling when one man shines and sparkles more than any other man. Yeah, the WWF, and that is the Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, I'm going to shine, I'm going to outclass, and I'm going to embarrass them. Yeah, embarrass everyone in the Silver Dome, March the 29th. You know, he has vowed revenge. However, this time it's a little bit different. He's putting revenge aside, and he tells me that all of his attentions are going to be directed, the focal point of his attentions, on that intercontinental title. I don't believe nothing he says because he's full of vindictive emotion, and the big thing is is that he can't beat me, no. I'm the champion, and I will remain the champion in the Silver Dome. I'm going to be the class. We're going to find out, ladies and gentlemen, on Sunday afternoon, March the 29th at the Silver Dome, WrestleMania 3, bigger, better, and badder. They're talking about it not only in this country, but literally throughout the world. WrestleMania 3 at the fabulous Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan, just outside of Detroit. And the one match that really is getting a lot of conversation is the one involving the heavyweight champion of the world, Hulk Hogan, and the challenger, Hulk's longtime friend, Andre the Giant. And Bobby Heenan, if you join me, please. Bobby Heenan, it is quite apparent to myself and others that you're the man that has changed 
Andre the Giant, not necessarily for the better. No, no, no. Hogan, you've changed Andre the Giant. Let me get something straight to these poor people out here. Year after year, Hogan, you slapped him on the back. You glad-handed the giant, you ran with him, you hung with him for one simple reason. You thought that if you kept friends with him and made him happy and picked a tab up here and there, he'd never want to get in the ring with you. And the poor guy was like that. He thought you were a heck of a guy until I opened the door and showed him what you are. You're nothing but a miserable coward. You're nothing but a guy that called him a freak behind his back. I never heard that. I did. You made fun of how tall he was, how big he was. You called him an animal and a freak. Freak. You like that? That's what you did, Hogan. Well, now this seven foot five, 500 pound athlete is going to snap your head off your shoulders. You know, actually, He's gonna... Bobby Heenan, if I could interrupt, for years and years. They were friends. It, yes, and Hulk Hogan looked up to Andre the Giant. He was a role model for the heavyweight champion. He used the giant. 29th of March, we're using Hogan. We're out of time. Thank you. All right, five weeks away from WrestleMania and 11 of the 12 matches already announced. As we go back to the ring, it's time for the Birdman, Coco Beware, to take on the Red Demon. That's Jose Luis Rivera. We're going to insert promo, oddly enough, from the Doctor of Style Slick and the Natural Butch Reed. They talk WrestleMania 3. They say that Frankie, Coco's bird, won't be putting any droppings on the natural. Instead, it'll be Reed who wipes out the Birdman and his bird. As the match gets going, Demon tries to jump Coco but fails. From there, Ware dominates until Demon places a foreign object in his mask and lands a headbutt. Wow, you don't see that often. Job guy using a foreign object there. And after the Demon delivers the loaded headbutt, he goes on to even mock Coco Beware, flapping his arms like a bird. Really fun stuff. I said it, I think I said it last week, maybe two episodes ago. But Jose Luis Rivera really killed it here in these masked heel gimmicks. He, he really found his niche. But the Birdman battles back, and it's a top rope dropkick and an awesome Ghostbuster boom right under the head of the Red Demon. Coco Beware picking up the win, three minutes and nine seconds. And Coco still gave a shit at this point, so so fluid, had great moves in the ring, looked phenomenal here in 1987, did the Birdman. As Superstars comes to a close, so this week we get Roddy Piper announcing his retirement and that whole Jake the Snake honky-tonk angle thing. WrestleMania continues to get a monster build. We move on to WWF Wrestling Challenge for February 22nd, 1987. All right, and it's February 22nd edition of Challenge, taped back January 27th, Fort Myers, Florida, at the Lee Civic Center. And it's Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby the Brain Heenan on commentary, and we're off to the ring to see Ricky the Dragon Steamboat taking on, is that Chick Donovan here in the WWF, the Golden Boy in the World Wrestling Federation? Unbelievable. And during this Steamboat match, for some random reason, we get an insert promo with Kamala and the Wizard as they are asked to pick a winner of the Andre the Giant Hulk Hogan match at WrestleMania. And that's basically their entire contribution to WrestleMania 3. 
unfortunately. This match itself between Donovan and Steamboat, it's fun little back and forth, holds and counter holds. Chick briefly takes control before the dragon fires up, pun intended. We get some miscommunication on a spot and it sees Steamboat deadweight lift Chick Donovan into the air and turn it into a backbreaker. From there, Steamer works a chin lock before Chick counters with a back suplex. Donovan then dumps the dragon out to the floor and slams him on the outside before jumping back into the ring to pose. Eat your heart out, Hulk Hogan. Chick Donovan posing for the fans. Nice. Steamboat, though, comes fighting back, slamming Chick Donovan on the outside. A little tit-for-tat there by the dragon before rolling Donovan back into the ring and Steamboat off the top rope with a flying crossbody. Gets the win in 4 minutes and 52 seconds. This was a fun squash. Good to see Chick Donovan get a little heat here. And honestly, I'm surprised he didn't stick around longer to work the undercard here. Perfect. He would have been perfect for that spot. We move on to Wrestler's Rebuttal, as Hercules talks being the true master of the full Nelson. And we will all learn that at WrestleMania 3. Back to the ring, we see action with the Junkyard Dog. That's the JYD taking on Barry O, the brother of Cowboy Bob Orton, Barry Orton. We get an insert promo from Bobby Heenan and Harley Race. Last week, The Brain gave JYD lesson one on how to bow to the king. Well, here's lesson two is Bobby Heenan teaches the dog how to bow, kneel, and arise. So the King JYD situation continues to escalate. Meanwhile, back in the ring, Barry O leapfrogs a backdrop attempt by JYD and hits a nice clothesline out of it. But JYD makes the comeback after O tries to ram the dog's head into the buckle. You've got to know better than that by now. JYD, of course, no-sells the headshot as Barry O turns around into a headbutt from the dog, and the thump power slam gets the win in 1 minute and 32 seconds. And Barry O bumped great here in this match. Dog did almost nothing in this matchup, and then jukes with some kids around ringside as we end this segment. From here, we see a replay from superstars of the Mean Gene Oakland interview with Roddy Piper announcing his retirement. So we'll move on to another promo. Mean Gene Okerlund standing by with Billy Jack Haynes. All right, as the greatest wrestling spectacular of all time. The date, March the 29th, 4 p.m. at the sensational Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. They're talking about this, this tremendous extravaganza, this colossal spectacular, not only in this country, but literally throughout the world. As a matter of fact, it's going to be seen in 37 foreign countries. WrestleMania 3, bigger, better, and better. Come on in if you would. Billy Jack Haynes, Hulk Hogan, as you know, to go against Andre the Giant. I don't even want to speculate at this point in time on that match. Ricky Steamboat to meet Intercontinental Champion Macho Man Randy Savage. You may not be having a title at stake in your match with Hercules, but certainly dignity is involved. It's the most exciting day of my life, and uh, I predict uh, Ricky Dragon Steamboat will be Intercontinental Champion and also a victory for Hulk Hogan in one of the toughest matches I've ever seen. Right to the point, no, it's not a title, but it's Full Nelson versus Full Nelson. I've been master of the Full Nelson gene for five years. I'm looking upon you beautiful people for your support. I've never turned my back on you, and I swear to you, I never will. I'm facing Hercules with the top manager in professional wrestling of Bobby the Brain Heenan. I'm in the best shape of my life. Millions upon millions of people will be witnessing this. I'm ready, Hercules. Your 520-pound bench, bring it in the ring, and we'll see who humiliates who. 
If you put me down, you may as well hear my neck break, and that's the only way I'm going to submit to your full Nelson. But so help me God, if I get that full Nelson on you, brother, I'm going to break your neck in the middle of the ring, and we'll settle this issue once and for all. You're a bad dude, Heenan's a bad dude, but I got the fans and the master of the full Nelson for five years. Be ready, brother. Get ready. Billy Jack Hayes to meet Hercules as part of WrestleMania 3. So Billy Jack Haynes says he's been the master of the full Nelson for the past five years. Hercules, he's been doing the move for about five weeks. Haynes goes on to say that the only way Hercules will be able to get Jack to submit at WrestleMania will be if he breaks his neck. And the calm Haynes then gets angry and begins yelling. He says if he can apply the full Nelson to Hercules, he will be the one breaking the mighty Hercules' neck to settle this thing once and for all. I wrote, holy fuck. This promo was a hell of a sell that that someone's neck will be broken. But you'd actually, really, you would expect that from the heel as a typical threat in a promo, not the babyface. Coming from a babyface, you really believe it. Especially when when you get a delivery here from someone like the nutso Billy Jack Haynes proclaiming he plans to break the neck of Hercules at WrestleMania 3. Wow. We go back in time to the January 3rd edition of Saturday Night's Main Event and relive the bout between the adorable Adrian Adonis and Roddy Piper. That feud will continue on. It will culminate at WrestleMania 3. As we have Mean Gene Oakland standing by yet again, this time with Bobby the Brain Heenan. All right, fans, stay tuned. We're going to get you back up into the ring in just a moment or two. Bobby Heenan, come on in. The international scope of WrestleMania 3, absolutely phenomenal. People coming in to the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan on Sunday afternoon, March the 29th, 4 p.m. Many to see Andre the Giant meet Hulk Hogan for the World's Heavyweight Championship. And I recall just a couple of weeks back in front of a national television audience, the look, the stare on the visage on the face of Andre the Giant. I've never seen anything like that before. No, you haven't, and you never will again until the 29th of March when he steps in that ring. You see, Hogan, we know you. You've held the world championship for three years. Did you ever offer a championship match to Andre the Giant? No. But no, you were the first one to slap him on the back and say, you're my idol. I've looked up to you. You taught me about the kids. You taught me about taking my vitamins, saying my prayers, this and that. And they call me a liar? You're a miserable excuse for a human being. You used a giant. Now we are going to use you. How did he use the giant? How did he use Did Andre? he ever offer him a match? You saw what happened. He when never him wanted a match. Andre the oh, giant. that's a bunch of garbage when him and andre talked he told andre he says you can't do this to me and andre said take your hands off my shoulders he says look at me i want you in wrestlemania what did hogan say nothing he said you can't he, do this he hogan no he was begging there the champion of the world we had him begging he's gonna be begging on his hands and knees on the 29th when it's all over, we got a new champion. Don't count out the heavyweight champion of the world, Hulk Hogan, with the title defense on the 29th of March as part of WrestleMania 3. And the brain there continuing to push the fact that Andre was never given a title shot until now. Andre the Giant will be the next WWF champion. It's possible. And we go back to the January edition of Superstars where the Can-Am Connection were bombarded by lady fans, the WWF trying to remind you that the Can-Ams are over with the ladies. And it's a perfect spot on the show for said vignette because it's off to the ring for the Can-Am's opponents at the big pay-per-view. 
It's the magnificent Morocco and Cowboy Bob Orton, Mr. Fuji in their corner, taking on the team of David Studemeyer and the Italian Stallion, Salvatore Bellomo. And it's at this point in the show that Freddie Blassie, yes, classy Freddie Blassie, randomly joins commentary for the rest of the program. And during this match, we get an insert promo from Fuji, boy-san. Fuji says that no more little girls will be tiptoeing after the Can-Ams once Morocco and Orton get through with them at WrestleMania. Back in the ring, Bob Orton lands the big superplex on Studemeyer, and the heels get the win in just two minutes and four seconds. We see a replay of the snake pit where the honky-tonk man El Kabong's Jake the Snake Roberts over the top of the head. Come on! From there, it's on to the replay of the WrestleMania 3 report for the weekend, and back to the ring. Feature match time, natural Butch Reed slick in his corner, taking on George the Animal Steel. As the match gets going, we get an insert promo from Coco Beware, who tells Butch Reed to get ready for the big pay-per-view. Back to the match, the animal hits the ring before Mel Phillips can even make the ring introductions. Slick, though, distracts the animal while Butch Reed attacks from behind, but the animal comes fighting right back until Slick cheap shots Steel with a cane. It's at this point that Steel chases Slick backstage, and Butch Reed gets the very quick count-out win in just 1 minute and 27 seconds. Not even a match here, guys. Meanwhile, we head backstage. George the Animal Steel, he can't find the Slickster, but he finds Coco Beware standing at the monitor. And that's when the Birdman points out to Steel that he's been counted out of the match. And Slick, well, he's back at ringside with the natural Butch Reed. So it is the Birdman, Coco Beware, and George the Animal Steel rushing the ring as Steel clears the ring of the Doctor of Style. It's Coco Beware off the top rope dropkick. Under the natural Butch Reed, take that. From there, the Slickster and the natural Slinker off as Butch Reed talks trash from afar on Coco Beware. Meanwhile, back in the ring, the Birdman gets Steel to do the bird. The animal flapping his arms, and I can't help it, guys. I even had to chuckle at this. Steel just so good in his role. George Steele with a hilarious selling of flapping his arms, bouncing up and down on the bottom rope, his head bobbing around side to side. You can't help but enjoy it for, for what it was. Now, as for this match, if you want to call it that, this was not a match. This was, this was actually nothing. But at the end of the day, it did manage to add a little something to the Butch Reed-Coco Beware match at WrestleMania, so at least it served a purpose. Now, earlier on, we heard from the Macho Man and Bobby Heenan about their big matches at WrestleMania 3. This time, Mean Gene Okerlund standing by with the other side of those matches first, Mean Gene going to talk with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat about his Intercontinental title match. And then from there, Okerlund going to interview the WWF champion, Hulk Hogan. Come on in, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. You talk about WrestleMania 3. You talk about the Intercontinental title. You're going to be going against Macho Man Randy Savage. The big news at this point, you've got George the Animal Steel in your corner. That's correct, Gene. We've got the biggest day of the year. The biggest wrestling extravaganza, like you said, ever to come about. You've got friend against friend. You've got two strong men going against each other. Then you've got you and I, Randy Savage, a man this year voted the rule breaker of the year. The man that has tried to put me out of professional wrestling, I mean, for good, for good. I've asked this question a hundred times, and I'll ask you one more time. When you come off that top rope with that 20-pound bell, how much control did you have on that? You had none. Bottom line, you had none, my friend. 
Now we're coming to March the 29th, the biggest day of the year, and you've got your championship on the line. My friend, I'm giving it everything I've got to take it away from you. Aloha. I thank you very much. Freaky the Dragon Steamboat. Hulk Hogan, you can talk about the Olympics, oh. you can talk about your Super Bowls and World oh, Series, man. and this is all, all in a oh. nutshell for you. You are thrive on the excitement, man. When I hear the dragon laying it down from his hard brother, the way he feels, what he owes the man, what he owes the macho man, I thrive on it, I soak it up. I'm going to use every vehicle I can, Billy Jack Haynes, psych. I'm going to take it all, I'm going to steal it. I'm going to put it inside, man. On that given night, Andre the Giant, you're going to deal with a different Hulk Hogan. It's not the same friend, man, that you made me. I'm not the same pal, brother, that you thought you had. I saw your true colors, man. I saw the gentle giant, man, like a time bomb, eating alive with a jealousy, brother. We shared things together, man. The perspiration between our palms was a bond. You're a liar. You're a liar, man. You wanted it all, brother. I want to share it all with you. Bobby the Weasel Heenan, the jealousy, the ego, the greed, the prestige. You got to him. And Andre the Giant, when you see Hulk Hogan, when you get in that squared circle in WrestleMania 3, be ready for the test of your life, big man. The pythons are pumped for you. Andre the Giant, I can tell you this. You had better be at your best when you meet this man on the 29th of March at the Silverdome for WrestleMania 3. So the Hulkster says he thrives on the passion of guys like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Billy Jack Haynes then calls out Andre the Giant. And by the way, he wore it here. Hulk Hogan has been rocking this cool black Hulkamania bandana lately. And I don't think I've ever wanted a piece of Hulkamania merchandise ever. Well, except maybe that cool fist helmet. But this bandana here, that was pretty cool looking. Never seen one before. And next week on Wrestling Challenge, they announced that it'll be Rowdy Roddy Piper taking on Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Can't wait for that one. And so close to WrestleMania. What a main event for Wrestling Challenge. As we move on to Monday Night Primetime Wrestling, February 23rd, hosted yet again by Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan. This week, in the introduction, Bobby says he doesn't want Hogan's word. He wants Hogan's name on a contract. Have we got exciting news this week about WrestleMania 3? All kinds of exciting things going down, happening Every day something new happens and exciting happens. Some new celebrity is signed. It's just unreal. Every hour something happens. Well, uh, yeah, literally every hour. I make things happen. You've made some, uh, shall we say, unorthodox things happen. If you'd have told me a year ago that you would be involved with Andre the Giant, uh, I would have said, as I say many times, you're a liar. But I've you told you, you right now that I'm going to be managing the world's champion, and you think I'm a liar. You wait and well, see. Well, you, you're not going to be managing Hulk Hogan. He's the world's champion. Right now. It's a matter of time. You know, he accepted. I, I he accepted realize the he match. accepted. I realize. Showed you what kind of a man he was, No, didn't he? he didn't. See, talk is cheap. Aren't, aren't you satisfied that no, he accepted? No, I'm not. Anybody can get out there and shoot their mouth off and say, yes, I will accept. It's not good enough for me. In other words, the man's word is not credible for you. Oh, no, no, not that lying piece of garbage. I want his name. I want to see his name in writing on a contract. I don't trust Jack Tunney. I don't trust the World Wrestling Federation. I want to see his name in writing in ink. This is the biggest match, undoubtedly, in the history of professional wrestling. Do you think for one moment that they would let this match take place without a written contract? For three years, everybody's tried to protect Hulk Hogan. That's the way I see it. They've almost hand-picked his opponent. In your weasel brain, that's the way you see it. That's the way I see it. That happens to be the way a lot of people see it. 
doesn't matter. I'm handling the negotiations. I've talked to Jack Tunney. I'm I want sure to see his have. name in writing. Right now, a big match to start off here this week. Kamala, the Ugandan giant against George, the animal steel. Let's go to Head it. Hunters, only one giant. All right, so Bobby the Brain Heenan, he doesn't trust the WWF champion Hulk Hogan on his word. He wants him to make it official and sign a contract, which we'll talk about more in this coming weekend's programs. But did you catch that there, Gorilla trying to throw it to Kamala in action? Refers to him as the Ugandan giant. Bobby Heenan quickly corrects him as the Ugandan headhunter. There's only one giant. Bobby knows all about marketing. As the show goes on, Bobby Heenan hypothesizes the real reason George the Animal Steel will be in the corner of Ricky Steamboat at WrestleMania to take on the Macho Man. Let's hear it from the brain. You are at extreme disadvantage whenever you've got three guys out there in and around that ring distracting someone like George the Animal Steel. <clears throat> well, then Savage will be at a disadvantage, won't he? You can bet. Because in WrestleMania 3... George Animal Steel is going to be in the corner of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. By design. By design. Because the dragon knows in his own mind he can't go out there and beat Savage. So he's thinking that to have this miserable animal in his corner, this illiterate, who is going to try to make some moves on Elizabeth, Savage is going to have to watch Elizabeth so this animal doesn't make a move on her and to protect her, but he's still got the Dragon Steamboat to worry about and the championship, the Intercontinental Championship. I don't think it's Kind of like something that you might have planned out. Well, if, had I... Uh... All right, and Randy Savage obviously maybe at a disadvantage here with George Steele cornering Ricky Steamboat at the pay-per-view. The brain thinks that the Dragon needs Steele to make the moves on Elizabeth in order to distract the Macho Man. Never thought about it that way. But the sound bites, they go on and they keep getting better. With the upcoming six-man tag of King Kong Bundy, Little Brook, and Little Tokyo against Hillbilly Jim, Little Beaver, and the Haiti Kid, Gorilla Monsoon asks Bobby Heenan, is Lord Little Brook in the Heenan family? Heenan's response? Well, it'd get him canceled in today's world. Just listen. Well, you've got to just be ecstatic this week here, Brain, on uh, primetime wrestling. Uh, Three of your stars are going to be featured. The King? The King, yes. The King. Your big uh, walking condominium with legs? King Kong Bundy. Right. Right. And who else? Well, I'm, there's only two members of my family on the Lord Littlebrook. Lord, wait a minute. He's not a member of my well, family. Well, he certainly is. He's in this big uh, six-man mixed tag match as part of WrestleMania three. is he not? So is Little Tokyo. That don't mean I manage him. Well, he's on the team with King well, Kong Bundy. They're just our resident mascots. They're not really our members of our family. They're kind of like a pet. <laughs> Give me a break, will you? Kind of like Coco Beware. He's got I'm, a bird. I got I'm two kind midges. Of, I'm kind of looking forward to that match. It is, uh, to say the least, unique. It on one unique. side, we've got Hillbilly Jim. Midget Brain. Uh, Haiti Kid. Midget Brain. And a Little Beaver. Midget Brain. Well, on the other side, we've got King Kong Bundy. Midget Brain. Big Brain. Well, Lord Littlebrook. And who's the, who's the other little midget on that team? Little uh -huh. Tokyo. Little Tokyo. That's correct. What a combination. I got news for you. You're in big trouble. If you want to see, after the match, the Haiti kid and Little Beaver, I suggest you bring a blotter. Picture Bundy putting him in the corner and avalanching those two midgets. You, you'd love to see something like that, wouldn't you? Well, everybody in the first eight rolls better wear a raincoat. We'll be right back. Is Lord Littlebrook the latest member of the Heenan family? Why, hell no. Bobby Heenan refers to the midgets as little mascots. He goes on to call them his pets. He says, kind of like Coco Beware. He has a bird. I've got two midgets.
Oh, my. But the brain, he wasn't done there. He says if Bundy hits the avalanche on some of those midgets, well, the first eight rows better wear raincoats. Let's just put it that way. Bobby Heenan at his finest, for lack of a better term. And we move on. Mean Gene Okerlund standing by with the official WrestleMania 3 report. Let's listen to Mean Gene. The Can-Am Connection, yes, to meet Morocco and Orton. By the way, a possible surprise guest in the corner of Rick Martell and Tom Zink. In addition, the natural Butch Reed, who is managed by the Doctor of Style Slick, will be going against the Birdman, Mr. Electricity. I could only be talking about Coco Beware. Talk about tag team action as part of WrestleMania 3. The Killer Bees, Blair and Brunzel, meeting former tag team champions, the big Russian Nikolai Volkov, and his partner, the Iron Sheik. Here's one they're talking about all over the wrestling world. The two big strong men, Hercules, managed by Bobby the Brain Heenan, to meet Billy Jack Haynes. And the way I see it, it's going to be a battle of the full Nelsons. In a six-man tag, the big and the little involved. King Kong Bundy, along with Lord Littlebrook and Little Tokyo, on one side of the fence, and their opponents, the trio of Hillbilly Jim, the Haiti Kid, and Little Beaver. The self-proclaimed king of wrestling, Harley Race, also managed by Bobby the Brain Heenan, continues his feud with the Junkyard Dog. Making this match even more interesting, the loser will have to kneel and bow before the victor. The fabulous Rougeau, Jacques and Ramon from Montreal, Quebec, Canada, facing the dream team of Greg the Hammer Valentine and Brutus Beefcake. Dino Bravo will be in the corner of Valentine and Beefcake. Intercontinental champion Macho Man Randy Savage with the title defense against challenger Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. By the way, Elizabeth in the corner of the champion and George the Animal Steel in the corner of Ricky Steamboat. Former tag team champions, the British Bulldogs team up with the sensational Tito Santana to meet new champions, the Hart Foundation and their newfound partner, former referee Danny Davis. This, by the way, will be the first appearance of Mr. Davis as a professional wrestler. Rowdy Roddy Piper in his farewell match, the final match for Mr. Piper when he meets Adrian Adonis. Now, Adrian Adonis has told me privately that he is going to shave Piper's head after he puts the sleeper hold on him. How about this big main event? The heavyweight champion of the world, Hulk Hogan, from Venice Beach, California, meeting his former friend, now foe, Andre the Giant, by the way, Bobby the Brain Heenan in the corner of Andre the Giant, a possible surprise guest, will be in the corner of the heavyweight champion. A special singer to open this great extravaganza, the first lady of soul, the great Aretha Franklin. The official timekeeper from entertainment tonight, the lovely Mary Hart. And special guest ring announcer, none other than former baseball great, Bob Euchre. We asked some of the fans who they liked in that match between Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. Hulk Hogan. Andre the Giant. Andre gonna win. Andre the Giant. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Andre. We also asked some of the greats of the World Wrestling Federation what they thought about this title defense. I've got to take the edge and give it to our champion, Hulk Hogan. Andre's the real giant. Hulk thinks he's such a big shot. Well, nobody knows better than the Hitman the Anvil, because we've been against Andre the Giant in WrestleMania 2. <laughs> and he is one bad dude. <laughs> Hulk, you're my buddy. 
I got a vote for you. Anybody in the Heenan family, go straight to the top. I'm going with the Hulk, brother, because he is number one. I am going to go with Hulk Hogan because he's a friend of mine. Wait a minute. How can you go with Hulk Hogan? The man's been unbeaten for a decade and a half, 15 years. Andre the Giant, that's who I think. Personally, I think it should be Butch Reed wrestling Hulk Hogan. But Hulk Hogan, I hope the Giant just crashes you like a grape. So there it was, the first 11 of 12 matches announced. Did you catch it? Mean Gene talks a surprise guest in the corner of the Can-Am Connection, as well as in the corner of WWF champion Hulk Hogan. In the first 11 matches announced everything except Jake the Snake and the Honky Talk Man. Plus, here we learn Aretha Franklin will be there to sing America the Beautiful. The guest timekeeper will be Entertainment Tonight's Mary Hart and guest ring announcer, Mr. Baseball Bob Euchre. Without thinking too hard, Euchre may be my favorite WrestleMania celebrity of all time. Anywho, if you didn't get enough of the midget jokes earlier on the show, Bobby Heenan continues to talk more midgets and Bob Euchre. Because there's no way that he can get out of that. Well, he's going to be on the side of King Kong. But you know something? The four midgets that are involved in that uh, mixed uh, tag team match, the four of them together don't weigh as much as Bundy does. That's correct. You know something about Lord Littlebrook? What about he happens it? to be the illegitimate child of Lord Alfred Hayes. Get out of I here. I have documented proof on that. Will you stop? He's being very facetious, folks. We'll be back at the conclusion right now. Do you know this min, uh, this match, this midget match? We're going back to the right now. It's a short match. <laughs> very no fun. Let's go to get out of that. Definitely not. Well, I love that. Not too often you're going to see that hold around, especially especially with the big guys. The little guys, they can they can do that hold with. Let a me great tell girl. you something, Shrimp Boat. You better do better in WrestleMania. Bundy is, a, is your partner, and Little Tokyo than you did out there, because you caused us to lose that match. I'm personally going to make sure that you answer to me. I'll tell you a guy who, in that that, that particular mix six man, who will not be afraid of King Kong Bundy besides the hillbilly. And that's Little Beaver. Probably pound for pound the toughest Indian wrestler ever. Absolutely. You mean distant even... brother to Chief J. Strongbow. Oh, why do you say that's not true? Why, why do you say these untruths? Looks like Strongbow. He's an Indian. It's good enough for me. He's a lot brighter than Strongbow. How well do you know our special guest ring announcer, Mr. Baseball himself, Bob Euchre? Well, I know one thing about Bob Euchre. He was responsible for the St. Louis Cardinals team when he played on them for winning the pennant in 1967. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, the last month he had hepatitis. Oh. He is indeed our special guest ring announcer for WrestleMania III. We'll be oh, back. Curveball Euchre. All right, so we were coming out of a, a midget match, a one-on-one match between Lord Littlebrook and Cowboy Lang here. Bobby Heenan refers to the English Littlebrook as the illegitimate child of Alfred Hayes. And the joke there being, while Littlebrook is small, I believe Hayes and Littlebrook less than a year apart in age. That's right, Littlebrook pushing 60 years old here, heading into WrestleMania. And of course, the brain referring to that match as a short match. With Cowboy Lang going over on Littlebrook, Bobby Heenan said that the shrimp boat better do better at WrestleMania 3. He gets one more midget joke in here. He says he heard that Little Beaver is the distant brother of Chief J. Strongbow. Oh, what are you going to put Beaver down like that for? And I wrote LOL as Bobby Heenan had to close with a Bob Euchre joke. Says Euchre was responsible for the St. Louis Cardinals winning the pennant. The last month of the season, Euchre was out with hepatitis. Old curveball euchre, says the brain. I wrote LOL. Funny stuff from Bobby Heenan as the show goes on. 
Means in Oakland once again interviewing Roddy Piper in regards to his retirement announcement. And then we get Bobby Heenan's response. Well, the rumor mill has been churning. In recent weeks, and Roddy Piper, I wanted to get it direct from you. Speculation as to possible retirement for you of all people. I will remove all doubt. Yes, I am retiring. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I am retiring. May I be a half an hour in heaven before the devil knows you're dead. Well, if there was to be a sad part, in fact, about WrestleMania 3, and it is that it is Roddy, Roddy Piper's final appearance as a wrestler. <laughs> what, what are you laughing for? Who cares what that miserable what bagpipe salesman does? I guarantee you there are literally thousands and thousands and thousands of fans who care. They do? About Rowdy Roddy Piper's retirement. Nobody I've talked to cares about Rowdy Roddy Piper. I understand he's going to your skirt. home ground and do some stomping out around Hollywood. Oh, yes, gonna he's going to work in the... Star. No, no, he's going to work in the pictures. That's you, what I said. No, not a movie star. He's going to work at the Paramount Studios and park the tour buses. That's Why? all he's going to do there. Why don't you stop? We'll be back in just a moment with the I'm Islanders. I'm a star now. I got, I'm a star. So once again, we learned Roddy Piper retiring after WrestleMania 3. Bobby's response, who cares? Piper's not off to Hollywood to go act. He's going out there to park tour buses. And as the show goes on, we get a primetime exclusive match featuring Haku and Tama, the Islanders, taking on the team of Joe Murdo and Al Navarro. Now, this match airs here on primetime February 23rd, but it was actually only taped a few days prior, February 17th, a primetime exclusive, and I bring this up for two reasons. The match is joined in progress. You might say, why is the squash match joined in progress? Well, it's reported that a fan attempted to jump in the ring during this match, and he had to be taken away by security. So the action actually picks up right after that incident with the fan. And can you imagine that, a fan trying to jump into a Haku match? I think it's safe to say that security saved that fan's ass. Now, the other reason I bring this match up is because you'll note that the referee for this match was indeed Rita Marie, a.k.a. Rita Chatterton, who many believe that she implicated Vince McMahon in a sexual assault back in 86. And because I've seen it reported so much online that Rita Marie left the company back in 86, I thought it was very important here to point out that she was still working for the company here at least into February of 1987, and we'll keep an eye on her, and we'll see how much longer she's here with the company. But as of the February 17th tapings, Rita Marie's still involved with the WWF. We'll see her here on this edition of Primetime, and we'll see her again in the weekend ahead on Wrestling Challenge, and we'll talk about that when we get there. Now, as for this Islanders match, they pick up the win, and we throw back to the studio with Gorilla and Bobby Heenan, and now that the majority of the WrestleMania 3 card has come out, we learn the Islanders aren't necessarily a part of the pay-per-view. Bobby has his take on the subject. Haku and Tama, the Islanders, two dominating forces here in the world wrestling. What You're not going to believe what I just heard. Go ahead. Where is WrestleMania 3 being held? Silverdome, Pontiac, Michigan. Pontiac, Michigan. Did you hear what happened to the Islanders the other day? Uh -huh. They thought they were going to WrestleMania. They didn't understand. They sat for over eight hours in a Pontiac waiting for something to happen. Please. Well, not many people know that. So WrestleMania 3 taking place at the Pontiac Silverdome. Bobby Heenan says the Islanders, well, they got confused and, and sat in a Pontiac instead. As we conclude here with prime time, it's one final soundbite for the program. It's WWF champion Hulk Hogan picking up a big win over King Kong Bundy. We're going to hear Bobby Heenan's thoughts on all of that. He had his shoulder up. Everybody's been protecting Andre the Giant. I think some referees protecting are Protecting Andre the Giant? I mean, uh, Hulk Hogan. Some referees, I think, are scared to count three. They're scared with the media is going to say, the WWF is going to say, the people, the 
throngs of people. They're scared to make a decision. I'm going to have an extra cut made of that tape. I'm going to have it made up for you so you can take it with you. And the next time that you run in to your newly acquired giant, you can play it for him and show him what he's in for come March 29th. You mean what he's in for? What he's in for? How much is King Kong Bundy weigh? 480. 480, 490, at any given time, close to that 500-pound mark. How in much does Andre weigh? He goes about, f- say, five and a quarter, five, five ten. Five and a quarter. You're 15? talking about a lousy 25, 30 pounds difference between he and King Kong Bundy. Did you see the power slam applied by the world's heavyweight champion? That's something for Andre to look forward to. Well, you think Hogan's going to slam Andre the Giant? What makes you think he can't? Because Andre the Giant stands seven foot five. So? So? Oh, I know what you're going to say. He can get under him easier. It's going to be easier. No, it's not going to be easier. See, when Bundy came out of that turnbuckle, he was moving towards him. He had the momentum. He didn't have a choice. Hogan was just lucky. It wasn't really a slam. It wasn't really a slam. He was was set up like the world's heavyweight champion knows how to set up take out, and once and for all, put away anybody that jeopardizes his career. Well, that wraps it up for another week here on Primetime Wrestling. We've brought you up to date on everything that's going on uh, so far in WrestleMania 3, a real happening, a record-breaking event. There's no question in anybody's mind what it's going to do and what a tremendous, tremendous occasion it's going to be and the greatest match ever signed in the history of professional wrestling, well, it's not signed exactly yet in black and white as you would like to have it, but when the Hulkster says that he accepts, believe me, I take him at his word. Well, Monsoon, I want to explain something to you right now and the people. I am very, very serious about what I'm talking about out here. I'm not shooting my mouth off and making fun of midgets. I'm not saying this or that concerning anybody else. Andre the Giant is going to become the heavyweight champion of the world. I have a plane ticket here to Andre the Giant's training camp where I have him. I haven't been able to reach him all week by phone. I've been trying to reach him. Well, this ticket is for you. I'd appreciate if you wouldn't disclose... First class? Yes, sir. I'd appreciate if you wouldn't disclose anybody where it's at. I want you to watch him in training this week as my guest. I definitely will. Until next week, Gorilla Monsoon for the Brain Saints. So long. I can close for myself. All right, and Hogan's scoring a big power slam there on King Kong Bundy. As Bobby Heenan says, the cheating referee was fearing backlash from the champion. Hogan might have slammed Bundy, but but can the Hulkster slam Andre the Giant? Bobby Heenan doesn't think so. From there, we hear the brain. He gives Gorilla Monsoon a ticket to Andre the Giant's training camp. A ticket to a training camp? Talk about going all out here for WrestleMania. As we move into the final weekend of February, it's WWF Superstars for February 28th. Tape now February 16th. New Haven, Connecticut at the Civic Center. It's Vince McMahon, Jesse, the body Ventura, and Bruno Sammartino on commentary. And they waste no time here this week, guys. It's right off to the Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant contract signing. With Bobby Heenan and Andre the Giant sitting across the table from the WWF champion Hulk Hogan with the WWF championship belt laying in between the two on said table. President Jack Tunney seated in the middle. Standing behind them, we see Blackjack Lanza, Arnold Scullin'. And a few other unknowns standing by as Mean Gene Okerlund conducts the contract signing. Jack Tunney asks Mr. Rusimov to sign the contract. Shoot! Jack Tunney, mentioning Andre the Giant by his real name, Mr. Rusimov, sign the contract. Kind of cool. Gives this a real feel. This feels like the real thing. You always talk about fans that would say, well, them other matches, they're fake. But this one right here, this is the real deal. And I just thought this was a really nice touch. 
Jack Tunney referring to Andre's Mr. Rusimov here. But Bobby Heenan, he holds up the signing, demanding a larger championship belt to be made and rambling on until Hulk Hogan finally hears enough and slams his hands down on the table, brother. Sign it if you're going to sign it, dude. Hogan has heard enough as Andre smirks and quietly signs the contract. And now it's the WWF champion's turn. And naturally, he has to cut a fucking promo on Andre before he agrees to sign it. So the Hulkster, he didn't want to hear anything Bobby Heenan had to say, but it's okay because it's Hulk Hogan talking, dude. And Hulk Hogan multitasking here as he signs the contract and keeps cutting a promo at the same time. Hogan never even looking down as he's signing his name. Finally, Andre responds to the verbiage of the Hulkster. Andre says Hogan thinks that the giant taught him everything, but he didn't. WrestleMania 3 will be Hogan's final lesson. I love it. From there, the giant begins to speak in French, which for some reason pisses the Hulkster off. He tells the giant to speak to me in English when you talk to me. As far as I'm concerned, it's not signed in ink. It's signed in blood. Speak in English when you're talking to me. Wow. The giant responds by saying he will speak in English to Hulk Hogan when they get in the ring at WrestleMania 3. Au revoir. A really cool asshole promo here from Andre the Giant. He speaks in French. It pisses Hulk off. He says, you want me to speak in English? I'll do my talking in English in the ring at WrestleMania. And then he closes with yet another French line, au revoir. We'll see you later, Hulkster. Really cool lines here by Andre the Giant. I don't know if he came up with them himself or what the deal was, but he tells Hogan, you think I taught you everything? You have one final lesson, and it's at the pay-per-view. These Hulk and Andre segments continue to kill it. Really well done yet again. And I don't think they've misfired once in these segments week to week between the Hulkster and Andre the Giant. And another thing they did really well here in the contract signing, pretty cool close-ups of Andre and Hulk Hogan's expressions on their faces throughout the segment. Whether it was Jack Tunney talking, the wrestlers cutting promos on one another, whatever the case may be, just another great, great segment. As the contract has now been signed, and it is official, guys, WWF champion Hulk Hogan defending his championship against Andre the Giant, the main event of WrestleMania 3 in front of more than 93,000 fans in the Pontiac Silverdome coming to Michigan March 29th. And remember this, Superstars is just getting started. We're off to the ring for our very first match on the program, and it's Billy Jack Haynes taking on King Kong Bundy. Wow. Bobby Heenan in the corner of KKB as Billy Jack continues his issues with the Heenan family. On commentary, Vince talks King Kong Bundy and his midgets versus Hillbilly Jim and quote-unquote his midgets. Apparently, Hillbilly Jim owns the midgets. And uh, apparently, in Vince McMahon's world, they're not really human beings. And speaking of said match, we get an insert promo as this match begins with Hillbilly Jim, Little Beaver, and the Haiti Kid. And the little guys seem to be worried about King Kong Bundy getting his hands on them. But Hillbilly Jim doesn't see that happening to his little buddies. I don't know about that, Jim. Back to the ring, and Bundy drops Haynes almost immediately, but misses a big splash. However, King Kong stays on top with a couple of nice clotheslines on Billy Jack Haynes. Bundy then sends Haynes into the corner, but misses the running avalanche. And Haynes from behind locks in the full Nelson. Haynes has the full Nelson applied on King Kong Bundy. We might see Bundy submit. But into the ring comes Bobby Heenan attacking Haynes from behind, 
drawing the disqualification. Haynes will get the win in just a minute and 53 seconds. And we've actually seen this exact sequence before. In fact, this is what started the entire Heenan family, Billy Jack Haynes feud. If you remember back to a January edition of Primetime Wrestling, it was Billy Jack Haynes with Harley Race in the full Nelson before Bobby Heenan attacked from behind. Well, we see it again here. Heenan drawing yet another DQ for his Heenan family members. And Billy Jack Haynes, none too pleased here. The brain, however, lures Billy Jack out to the floor to chase Heenan around ringside. Went from out of nowhere, Hercules attacks from behind, laying out Haynes, rolling him into the ring, where Bundy and Hercules do a two-on-one beatdown, laying out Billy Jack to massive boos from the fans. And it would appear that the Heenan family get one over on Haynes here this week on Superstars. As we head off to update in Mean Gene Okerlund, as we hear an interview from Miss Elizabeth, she talks the feud, the ongoing feud between the Macho Man and George the Animal Steel, most specifically... She references Saturday night's main event when George Steele sort of, quote-unquote, kidnapped Elizabeth. And even though it appeared that Steele did kidnap Elizabeth, here in this interview, Elizabeth has nothing but kind words to say about the animal. She thinks George Steele is a nice man, and he's just misunderstood. She doesn't believe that the animal meant to kidnap her. So Elizabeth confirming that, yes, she does view it as a kidnapping, but she doesn't think the animal meant to. Ignorance is no excuse for breaking the law, George. So Liz kind of comes into defense of the animal here, which you know, sets off the macho man. Out of nowhere, an irate Randy Savage storms in and cuts off the interview. Slap your face and put you against the wall. Get out of here, macho man ordering Elizabeth away. What a heel, Randy Savage. And you have to remember, George the Animal Steel now in the corner of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat when he challenges the macho man for the IC title at WrestleMania 3. But first, before we get there, it's going to be the animal challenging the Macho Man for the IC title on the upcoming March 14th edition of Saturday Night's Main Event, but it doesn't end there. Not only is the title on the line, but the winner also gets Miss Elizabeth? You can do that? Can't wait for that one. But the show rolls on, and all this talk of Randy Savage, George the Animal Steel leads me to a promo with the dragon. Here's Ricky Steamboat talking about WrestleMania. You know, they're talking about these great matches, folks, as part of WrestleMania 3 at the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan, on Sunday afternoon, March the 29th, 4 p.m. Eastern start. And fans that aren't going to be able to make it to the Silverdome, certainly across the country, will be able to see this extravaganza on full color, giant screen, closed circuit TV. One of the matches, Ricky Steamboat, they're certainly talking about is your upcoming shot at the Intercontinental Champion, Randy Savage. George, the animal steal in your corner. What's going on, Rick? I'll tell you something mean, Gene. I've had to have eyes behind my head before in the past, but never before like this. That time when Randy Savage taught me a lesson to keep my eyes open when he dropped that bell across my throat. Let me ask you something mean, Gene. What do you think the odds are of me winning that Intercontinental Championship? I would have to say at this point in time, with the moral support of George the Animal Steel in your sure. corner, they've got to be 50-50. I at would least. Be, at least 50. In other words, at he's least. got everything to lose. Remember, he's got a lot of pressure on he's him right now. He's got a lot of pressure and he's got everything to lose. 90,000 people strong, sitting there live. No telling, no telling the millions that'll be viewing it on all the wide screens across the world. Randy Savage, if you think that you've got a prayer on March the 29th, you may be saying it for the last time after the match. All right, and the steamer talking about WrestleMania at number three. He liked to call it that from time to time. And it's back to the ring with the Rougeau brothers, taking out everybody's favorite job guy team, 
Dave Wagner and Rick Renslow. Haven't seen them here in the WWF up until now here in 87 anyway. As the announcers talk the ongoing issues between the Rougeau brothers and Dino Bravo, we see an insert promo from a still dark-haired Dino Bravo speaking in French. He closes by saying he's going to tear the Rougeaus apart. Back to the action, Wagner holds Jacques Rougeau from the apron. Renslow charges, but Jacques moves out of the way, and Renslow nails his own partner. Wagner takes a nice bump off the apron, and Renslow goes flying over the top rope as well. Really good stuff here from the job, guys. But the action continues. Jacques Rougeau with drop kicks to both men simultaneously. One-footed drop kicks and great bumps again by Renslow and Wagner before we go into the finish. It's the Tower of Quebec. Made famous by the Quebecers, well, it was done back here in the Rougeau brothers' time as well. Raymond Rougeau with an assisted somersault senton off the top rope onto Wagner. Rougeaus get the quick win, 1 minute and 47 seconds. From here, we see a replay of last week's snake pit. The honky-tonk man laying in the El Cabong onto the skull of Jake the Snake Roberts, and then it's off to the ring with the honky-tonk man in action, taking on Jerry Monty. Of course, Jimmy Hart in the corner of Honky, we had an insert promo from Jimmy Hart, who is a big surprise, baby! But he's saving it for the WrestleMania 3 report. What could that be? As for the match, well, not really much here. It's the shake, rattle, and roll neckbreaker. Picking up the win for the honky-tonk man in just a minute and 32 seconds. And post-match, honky on the microphone, he appreciates the fan support. And thus, we get to hear his theme, honky-tonkin', played once again. All right, and we heard the announcement last week on the WrestleMania report. Some special celebrities added to WrestleMania, including Bob Euchre, who's standing by with Mean Gene Oakland. Euchre going to be the guest ring announcer for WrestleMania 3's main event between Andre and Hulk Hogan. In this segment, Euchre having a little fun trying on the coat of Andre the Giant. Now, how Mean Gene or Euchre got a hold of it, I have no idea, but it's fun to see Euchre putting on the coat of Andre. Then it's off to another promo, Bobby Heenan, Standing by with entertainment tonight's Mary Hart. She'll be the guest timekeeper for the main event. Mary having a little fun here with Bobby the Brain. And then we take a little time out here as we go off to a promo with the Hockey Tonk Man. Well, these past few months here in the World Wrestling Federation have seen a number of wrestler managerial changes, but one change that as of late, in fact, brought a 360-degree turnaround was when the Hockey Tonk Man decided to cast his fortunes with the man they call the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. And Jimmy, first question, how did all that come about? The honky-tonk man seemed to, to start almost one of your arch enemies, and now suddenly he's in your camp. Well, let me tell you what, man, the guy's sharp, he's smart. You know, I was in my office down in Memphis, Tennessee a couple of months ago, and the phone rang, and I said, loan distance information, give me Memphis, Tennessee, I want the Mouth of the South to manage me. And who was it? It was the honky-tonk man, baby. And let me tell you what, I am so excited. Well, look, he's here with me right now. Come here, honky-tonk, tell him, daddy, tell him, baby. All right, well, honky-tonk man, what made you change your entire wrestling style and suddenly... 
came up with the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart? Because it's simple. I couldn't trust anybody in the World Wrestling Federation. There was nobody to be trustworthy. There was only one person. And my mama said, you seek out that person that can handle your affairs the best. You seek out the one man that can find out what happened to all them votes. You find out what happened to all them votes of confidence you were supposed to get, son. And I found out I got Colonel Jimmy Hart. He got to the bottom of it. And you know what the number one man was? The number one vote cast against the honky-tonk man was none other than Hulk Hogan. Somebody I thought was my friend. Somebody I thought was going to help me in the World Wrestling Federation. But no, he's jealous. He's jealous of the honky-tonk man. He's jealous of the way I walked. He's jealous of the way I talk. He's jealous of my natural jet black hair. He's jealous of these $10,000 suits. And while I'm talking about my hair, I'm sick and tired of every one of them people out there saying that I got grease on my hair. See, when I was born, my mama left my hair wet like this. And she said she wanted to stay curly for the rest of my life. And it don't have grease on it. That's natural. That's natural jet black. Keep your hands on. Then don't be touching it. Can't you see that? You don't feel well, there's nothing. There's something do you? on there. <laughs> there's something on there, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm not kissing any of them slobbering babies out there. I'm not shaking any more greasy hands because a honky-tonk man don't need it. I got Colonel Jimmy Hart right here. I'm going to shake people's nerves. I'm going to rattle some brains. Woo! Too much honky-tonk man right man. I'm all insane. If you want to say you don't use grease in your hair, well, be that as it may. But I'm sure I have a very hard time believing that the heavyweight champion of the world, Hulk Hogan, is in any way, shape, or form jealous of you. He is jealous of me. If you don't believe me, you just ask him. You ask anybody out there in all those arenas I go to. They scream for the honky-tonk man. They want to see the honky-tonk man wrestle Hulk Hogan, but he's evading me. The contract's laying on his desk. He will not sign it. They're saying it's going to be two years before the honky-tonk man can get a hold of Hulk Hogan. Well, let me tell you this, Ken Resnick, it's not going to be two years. It might only be two more weeks because I promise you, Hogan, you voted against the honky-tonk man, and I'm going to get on your head. I'm going to do a tap dance. You're going to like it. You're going to like it real good, Daddy. The honky-tonk man. That fact remains to be seen. All right, and a bit of a, a generic promo, if you will, there from Honky. We know now that he's begun a feud with Jake the Snake Roberts, but he's talking to Hulk Hogan here in this promo. So Honky has his sights set high here. And nothing wrong with having some big goals. Honky Tonk Man looking to get it all done at the World Wrestling Federation, and he wants to come right to the top at Hulk Hogan. But first, he's got Jake the Snake Roberts standing in his way. And back to the ring, it's Kamala. Led out by the Wizard and Kim Chi, taking on David Studemeyer. As we get an insert promo from, who's this guy? Hacksaw Jim Duggan introduces his equalizer to the fans, a 2x4, as he sticks it out the driver's side window of his pickup truck, American-made, no doubt. Duggan has some choice words for Kamala, and I had to think, that would have been fun had we got that match. But back to the ring, it's Kamala with the big splash, and then a second splash off the top rope. Boom, down onto Studemeyer. Kamala gets the very quick win. In just 55 seconds. Hacksaw versus Kamala. What could have been. And it's off to one of our very last editions of Piper's Pit. His guest this week. The British Bulldogs. And Tito Santana. The Bulldogs say they want their tag team titles back. But first. They'll take care of Danny Davis. Then. They'll deal with the Hitman and the Anvil. And to be honest with you guys. If you go back and listen to this yourselves. I can barely understand either of the Bulldogs here. Lots of mumbling going on. I'm not really sure why. And Tito Santana just, just really there to round out the team. But he does make it clear he also wants his hands on referee Danny Davis. Arriba! Ends the segment. And it's off to our next WrestleMania 3 report with Gene Okerlund. And surprise! Jimmy Hart was talking about this earlier. Another match added to the pay-per-view. It'll now see Jake the Snake Roberts versus the Honky Tonk Man on the card with rock star Alice Cooper in the corner of the snake. 
So now 12 great matches have been signed. WrestleMania is complete as we roll off to yet more promos. Earlier, we saw Mean Gene with Bob Euchre. This time, it's Bobby Heenan standing by with the Uke. And I don't know what it is with Euchre trying on jackets. Earlier, it was Andre the Giants. This time, he wants to try on Bobby Heenan's sequin jacket, but the brain allows him to do it and, and then takes it right back. Classic Bobby Heenan. And then we're off to another Mary Hart interview. This time, she's standing by with Jesse the Body Ventura, who no doubt's had some fun here with Mary Hart. And you can take that any way you want. We also learn yet again, Aretha Franklin will sing America the Beautiful. Who's zooming who? And then back to the ring for six-man tag team action, the Can-Am Connection. Zink and Martel teaming up with leaping Lanny Poffo to take on the team of the adorable Adrian Adonis and the dream team of Greg the Hammer Valentine and Brutus Beefcake in their corner, luscious Johnny V, Jimmy Hart, and Dino Bravo. Doesn't seem fair here. And now Lanny Poffo has a poem for us all. As Lanny calling out Adonis as a fat, disgusting slob leads Adonis to jumping Lanny Poffo, which quickly turns into a pure sixer right away. The baby faces clear the heels from the ring as the fans are insanely loud for the Can-Am connection. As the match gets going, we get an insert promo from Adrian Adonis promising that Roddy Piper will leave WrestleMania 3 a bald Scott. Then it's back to the ring and back to the action. The Dream Team repeatedly try to gain the advantage on the Can-Ams, but they don't seem to get very far as Zink and Martell making quick tags in and out of the ring. Rick Martell, though, unloads on all three opponents, dazing them as he whips Adrian Adonis into his own partner, Greg Valentine, who perhaps inadvertently backdrops his own partner, Adonis, over the top rope and onto the floor. Valentine resting against the ropes. Rick Martell whipping Adonis into Valentine instead of taking a blow. Valentine dips his head and kind of backdrops Adonis, his own partner, over the top rope to the outside. Really fun stuff there. But the match goes on, and the Dream Team finally take over on Rick Martell in the heel corner as Jimmy Hart hands Adrian Adonis a pair of scissors. And as Adrian reaches back over Martell in the heel corner, Adonis fails to realize that Rick Martell has turned things around, and now it's Beefcake, the one with his back in the corner. Adonis begins snipping away on the future barber's hair which obviously distracts Beefcake long enough for Rick Martell from behind with a schoolboy to steal the win in 3 minutes and 32 seconds. Rick Martell, Tom Zink, Lanny Poffo will pick up the win and a monster eruption from the fans for the Can-Am connection as if they just won the tag team titles. Talk about over. In post-match, the beefer wants it Adonis, but the heels have to hold him back. And Lanny Poffo, well, he never even tagged into the match. A definition of filler here to make an excuse to create a six-man tag team match. And as far as Adonis cutting the hair of Beefcake, oh, if Adrian only knew what he started by cutting his hair here. Seriously, though, we get the initial tease for Beefcake's upcoming babyface turn. But if you go back and watch this segment, I, I, got, I got some problems with it. I got, I got to ask, if you watch the part where Adonis cuts the hair of Beefcake, yes, Rick Martell was initially in the corner when Adonis was calling for the scissors, but Martell turns it around, puts Beefcake in the corner, right in front of Adonis. Now, how in the blue fuck Adonis didn't notice it was Beefcake was beyond me. I mean, there was no trick with mirrors or anything here. He slowly looked at Martell and Beefcake fighting, grabbed Brutus by the hair, and began cutting it, looking down at Beefcake. He even started playing with the hair while he was cutting it, before finally noticing it was Brutai's hair that he cut. 
Now I did I did figure out there were there were a few ways around this. Maybe Adonis could have took a, a shot to the eyes, a rake to the face, uh, give him a reason to sell some kind of blurriness with his vision. But instead, nope. Perfect 2020 vision here is Adonis cuts the hair of Brutus Beefcake, presuming it's Rick Martel while he's staring right at him. So the so that part of the match itself it just felt convoluted and forced in order to work the angle in. But I get where they're trying to go here. And we talked about this one a little earlier on in the program. We heard from Ricky Steamboat. We've heard from the Macho Man. Well, we kind of heard from the Macho Man. We definitely heard from Miss Elizabeth. But I have to remind you guys, the Dragon, not the only one gunning for the Macho Man and the Intercontinental title. Here's a promo from George the Animal Steel. Now, some weeks back, in front of a nationwide television audience on Saturday night's main event, we all witnessed the actions of George the Animal Steel when he literally picked Miss Elizabeth up and took off. Now, subsequently, the animal did give Miss Elizabeth back to the Macho Man Randy Savage, but I feel safe in saying that the Macho Man Randy Savage has not quite heard the end of Georgie Animal Steel, and perhaps neither has Miss Elizabeth. And with those thoughts in mind and talking about Miss Elizabeth, perhaps we can coax Georgie Animal out and to get his views on just exactly what his thoughts are, not only towards Miss Elizabeth, but George towards the Intercontinental Champion Randy Savage as well. Captain Say, forget Elizabeth, beat Savage. Savage, hit George. Now, George, hurt Savage. Take Elizabeth, be new champion. Elizabeth, not manage Savage. Maybe Elizabeth manage George. You manage Savage. Doubt that very soon. And a reminder yet again, the Macho Man will defend the IC title against George Steele as part of the March 14th edition of Saturday Night's Main Event. We're going to talk all about that here next week on The Grenade. Going to be a fun time talking about SNME. And remember, if Steele can win the match, not only does he win the IC title, but he gets Elizabeth as well. You have to wonder which prize is randy savage more worried about keeping miss elizabeth or his intercontinental title savage fighting for everything as part of saturday night's main event and that'll conclude this edition of superstars which leaves us with just one more episode of tv for this episode of the grenade and it is the very first day of march yes march the 1st 1987 wrestling challenge taped on february 17th springfield massachusetts at the civic center the announcers here, Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby the Brain Heenan, is immediately retreated to clips of the Hart Foundation stealing the tag team titles from the British Bulldogs, and then it's off to the ring to see the tag team champion Hart Foundation's Jimmy Hart in their corner, taking on the team of Special Delivery Jones and Leaping Lanny Poffo, and now referee, well, sorry, referee no more, wrestler Danny Davis accompanying the Hart Foundation to the ring, complete with striped referee-style trunks here as Lanny Poffo has yet another poem for us, ripping on Danny Davis. We also see an insert promo from the Bulldogs, talking about WrestleMania. Poffo initially starts the match briefly before tagging out to S.D. Jones, who catches a knee to the back from the Hitman. Jones running the ropes, catching a knee from the Hitman on the apron, and the Hart Foundation take over from there. And it's with this I note that Gorilla Monsoon refers to Bret Hart in this match as the excellence of execution. It's one heart attack later, and S.D. Jones down for the count. Hart Foundation pick up the win in 2 minutes and 35 seconds. Post-match, we see Danny Davis slinker into the ring, taking his cheap shots, putting the boots 
to Special Delivery Jones. From there, it's off to a replay of the Hulk Hogan-Andre contract signing we saw on Superstars. So let's head back to the ring. The King, Harley Race, Bobby Heenan in his corner, taking on Mario Mancini. And with Heenan at ringside, we get luscious Johnny V on commentary for this one. And hey, once again, we saw her on primetime as part of the same taping. Here is part of this February 17th taping. Rita Marie, referee Rita Marie, a.k.a. Rita Chatterton, still here as she refs this Harley Race matchup. Johnny V does nobody any favors as he refers to her as that broad in the ring. Also, during this match, we get an insert promo from the Junkyard Dog. JYD says he doesn't want to teach Harley Race how to bow. He's going to teach him how to curtsy. A little curtsy from Harley Race to the Junkyard Dog. That would have been incredible. In the ring, not a whole lot going on. Race busts out the cradle suplex, no bridge. Yet again, scores the win, 1 minute and 24 seconds. As we're off to a promo from the Rougeau brothers, Jacques and Raymond. Come on in, the fabulous Rougeau brothers from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Gentlemen, welcome aboard and a big one for the two of you going against former tag team champions on the 29th. And great the Hammer Valentine at Brutus Beefcake, Jacques. Well, you know, I think it's an opportunity that any professional wrestler in the whole world would want to be in our shoes right now. When you say welcome aboard, Mean Gene, you make me feel so big. It's like when I was a little boy and when I used to see the big matches where I come from in Montreal and the Montreal Forum, I dreamed about wrestling in the Montreal Forum. In our days today, people dream. They sit and they say WrestleMania is the biggest thing in their career. Well, Mean Gene... Thank the Lord. Thank my brother Raymond that supported me all this time, and we're in WrestleMania. You know, gentlemen, I don't know if you can visualize it, but 93,000-plus will be on hand in the Silverdome. It's going to be an indoor attendance record, and Raymond, that's got to be exciting in itself. Well, you know, Gene, it's the thrill of a lifetime. I mean, this is the top in professional wrestling. And, you know, we have a lot of French fans out there and a lot of French friends that we'd like to... You know, speak a little French to us. S'il vous plaît. Okay, s'il vous plaît. Okay, on, donc on voudrait simplement dire qu'on remercie tous les gens qui nous ont supportés pendant toutes les années. Mon frère et moi, on a la chance unique de participer à WrestleMania 3. C'est le plus grand événement dans le monde de la lutte. I wonder if I could try that on you, Jack, a little, uh, a little French, if you would, please. Well, I'd be glad to. And I don't be offended, please. Je voudrais seulement dire aux gens, comme mon frère a dit, que si aujourd'hui je suis où ce que je suis, c'est grâce à mon frère. Thank you for giving us the opportunity oh, to be here with you because beaucoup. WrestleMania is the biggest thing in the whole world and we're so glad to be part of you it. You had better believe it. Raymond and Jacques, the Rougeau brothers, doing up against Valentine and Beefcake, one of the sensational matches, part of WrestleMania 3 on Sunday, March the 29th. The French-Canadian Rougeaus, they're not quite all-American boys yet. And yes, they are. They're headed to WrestleMania to take on the Dream Team. They also have their issues with Dino Bravo. And we're back to the ring with the Birdman, Coco Beware, taking on Iron Mike Sharp as we get an insert promo from Butch Reed talking WrestleMania. Reed stating that Coco may be a bird, but after WrestleMania, he will be plucked and stuffed. In the ring, Coco Beware with the missile dropkick and an awesome picture-perfect ghostbuster, a brainbuster from someone the size of Coco Beware on someone the size of Mike Sharp. Not only does he get him up, but it looks great here. As Coco Beware gets the win in 1 minute and 59 seconds. And the WWF making the most of their guest celebrities for the big pay-per-view. Bob Uecker yet again, this time posing with Jesse the Body Ventura in a fun little vignette. And speaking of vignettes, ho! it's off to our very first Hacksaw Jim Duggan vignette. He's coming to the WWF. As we see Hacksaw here, the everyman's man, sweeping up trash. And he says he's coming to the WWF to sweep up trash like the macho man Randy Savage. That would have been fun in 1987. 
Speaking of which, it is time to see the Macho Man. It's IC champion Randy Savage with Elizabeth in his corner, taking on the returning Jimmy Powers. And Powers looks a little unusual here to me because, well, he's wearing blue trunks. Just didn't see that very much from Jimmy. Nevertheless, Jimmy Powers back in the WWF and Johnny Valiant back on commentary as Bobby Heenan has an upcoming appearance on the Snake Pit. And we've talked about this before. I love this little basic continuity that they do. Hey, Bobby Heenan's going to be on the Snake Pit in the next segment. Let's pull him off commentary, even though most of this commentary is done in post-production. As the match gets going, we get an insert promo from Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. He talks adding a twist to things. You see, it's always the Macho Man who has someone in his corner, but at WrestleMania, it'll be the Dragon who has someone in his corner. The Dragon reminding everyone that George the Animal Steel in his corner at WrestleMania 3, and then back to the action. Jimmy Powers gets in some shots on Randy Savage early, but the Macho Man blocks a monkey flip out of the corner, and Powers lands on the back of his neck. Oof, that's got a hoit. And the Macho Man, with a flying elbow drop, gets the win in a minute and 39 seconds. Welcome back to the World Wrestling Federation, Jimmy Powers. And now it's time we're off to the Snake Pit. Jake the Snake's guest this week, the Mighty Hercules and Bobby the Brain Heenan. But prior to introducing his guest, Jake has words for the Honky Tonk Man. Jake says that even with two good eyes, the Honky Tonk Man hasn't seen what he has done. And we know that match is now official for WrestleMania, but out comes Hercules and Bobby Heenan, Jake kind of putting Hercules over initially. He says he remembers Hercules back when he ran his own life. Why did Hercules select Bobby Heenan as his manager? Hercules says he was a mere child before when he knew Jake the Snake Roberts. Now he is a man with the guidance of the brain. From there, Heenan says people like Jake and Billy Jack Haynes wish Bobby Heenan would be their manager. Jake references some presumed conversation in the past. He asks Bobby Heenan if he remembers when the snake told him no implying that Bobby Heenan once came to Jake asking to manage him. Of course, Robert's turning him down. Hercules goes on to talk WrestleMania and his opponent, Billy Jack Haynes. He puts Haynes over as a gladiator and a great warrior, but Billy Jack is just a mere mortal. Hercules is an immortal who can pluck lightning bolts from the sky. Hernandez says he can take Billy Jack Haynes. Jake the Snake Roberts says he has to see it before he will believe it. Won't have to wait too long. WrestleMania, just four weeks away. And, and some fun here with the, uh, the delivery of some of Hercules' lines in the Snake Pit segment. Uh, Billy Jack Haynes, immortal, but Hercules, he's, he's apparently now a Greek god because he's, he's deeming himself immortal, like Hulk Hogan, I suppose. Hercules is going to pluck some lightning bolts out of the sky. Boy, I would love to know what these guys were on back here at this challenge taping. And so we've heard from one side of the WrestleMania match with Hercules. Now it's off to hear from Billy Jack Haynes. All right, one of the great feuds that we've got to talk about when we mention WrestleMania 3 at the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan, a Sunday afternoon, March the 29th, 4 p.m. Eastern start. Billy Jack Haynes, this feud of yours between yourself and Hercules has really come to the boiling point. As a matter of fact, it's boiling over. It is no longer just a feud. It is all-out war. I mean, Gene, uh... You know, WrestleMania 3, March 29th in the Pontiac Silverdome is the biggest day of my life. I'm training right now, uh, you know, as hard as I can, about six days a week for this man. You know, Hercules is a big, stu- uh, tough, strong stud. You know, weighs about 260 pounds. Bench press is 500 pounds. And Gene, you put, I hate to scream and yell when I do an interview. And I wear Oregon across the seat of my trunks. That's where I'm from. I love my home state. But all the other 49 states, I'm very proud to be an American. I love you. 
Hercules, I'm directing right this at you. For five years, I've been master of the full Nelson. WrestleMania 3, March 29th, and the Pontiac Silverdome Punk. You put that full Nelson on me, you better make sure I go down, and you better hear my neck break, Punk. Because if I put that full Nelson on you, I'm promising to millions of people, the way you humiliated me, he didn't stay out of it. This is between two men. If I get that full Nelson on you, brother, I'm going to break your neck right in the middle of the ring. You can take it to the break, Gene. All right, and if Haynes doesn't sound ready for his match at WrestleMania, I don't know who does. From there, it's a WrestleMania 3 report replay, as seen on WWF Superstars the day prior. So let's head back to the ring. We were scheduled to see Rowdy Roddy Piper take on Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff here this week, but they completely ignore the fact that they announced that last week. And instead, well, they try to make up for it. On one side, it's, it's Nikolai Volkov with Slick and the Iron Sheik in his corner, but his opponent? The living legend, Bruno San Martino. Wow, that came out of nowhere. And a very over Bruno, taking on one of his many challengers for the WWF title back in the 1970s. In one Nikolai Volkov here, we get an insert promo early on for the Killer Bees. They simply hope that Bruno leaves a little bit of Nikolai for them at WrestleMania 3. Remember the Bees taking on Volkov and the Iron Sheik as part of the pay-per-view. Before the match can really get going, we are asked to rise and respect the singing of the Soviet National Anthem. Bruno, always a gentleman, allows Nikolai to finish up. Iron Sheik even gets in the USA Haktu line before Big Nick jumps Bruno San Martino and stomps him down to the mat and stomps and stomps and more stomps from Volkov. Gotta love his arsenal of offense. Nikolai sends Bruno into the corner but runs into a pair of boots from San Martino and it's comeback time by the living legend Bruno unloads with punches and kicks and knees, dropping the big Volkov down to the mat. Bruno locking in an impressive-looking half-crab, stretching the evil Russian. And the Iron Sheik attacks, drawing a disqualification. Bruno San Martino going to pick up the win in 2 minutes and 35 seconds. We saw something very similar to this with the Haynes and Bundy match just yesterday on Superstars Heenan running interference. This time it's the Iron Sheik preventing the Volkov submission here, which is really unfortunate. I would love to see Bruno just pick up a win. Anyway, Sheiky Baby attacks Bruno San Martino, leading to post-match shenanigans as the Sheik and Volkov attack Bruno, double-teaming him. But Bruno, well, you got to know San Martino, not one to back down from anything. He fights both men off. One at a time, Bruno knocking the Sheik and Volkov all around the ring until the heels regroup, and they corner Bruno two-on-one. San Martino may be in trouble. However, it's the Killer Bees to the ring to run off the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov, never even coming to blows. They hit the ring, and the heels want nothing to do with them. And it really looked like San Martino was holding his own there. I don't know if he needed the Killer Bees, but we got to have some form of interaction heading into WrestleMania, I suppose. And I go back. Originally announced to be Piper versus Orndorff was the feature match for this episode of Wrestling Challenge. But instead, they give us Bruno San Martino randomly inserted into a competitive match here on TV instead. And I'm presuming, no doubt, to make up for the fact that we don't get the big main event we were promised. And I'm not complaining at all about seeing Bruno here. However, the match itself, just a bunch of nothing. San Martino appeared to have the win. She hits the ring. Bees run them off, even though Bruno was holding his own. And as I already said, it gives the Bees a little something heading into their match with Sheik and Volkov at WrestleMania. But to be honest with you, I'd rather have seen Bruno in there at WrestleMania. Bruno versus the Iron Sheik. That wouldn't have been bad. Yeah, I could have went with that. And as we close out this edition of Wrestling Challenge, we got one more promo for you this week 
This time it's Hillbilly Jim standing by with his little buddies. It's going to be King Kong Bundy along with Lord Littlebrook and Little Tokyo meeting this threesome, Little Beaver, the Haiti Kid, and you, Hillbilly Jim, a big one for everybody. Well, it sure is. Let me ask you something, Gene. What do you think about my little buddies here? Very little. Very little. No, they're very good. Oh. Very good. Excuse me, Haiti. I didn't want to offend you. No, they're very good. He's funny like that fellas. He likes crack jokes, you know. Well, you know, I want to say this. This is going to be a wonderful opportunity for Hillbilly Jim and for you two fellas, too. You know, because that King Kong Bundy is some kind of a nasty feller. And, you know, I have what you call felt his wrath before, because I remember one time not too long ago, he hurt my ribs real bad with that big avalanche or whatever that is he does, and it hurts That's a it. whole heap. But I'll say this right here in front of the whole world, fellas. We can take care of the business. You can take care of those other two little fellers. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to promise you guys this. I'm going to watch out for that big Bundy. What I'm not going to let him get to you. Crushing on me. What if he what comes up? Crushing on me, yeah. No, don't don't you worry, because it ain't going to never happen. That's okay. Hillbilly Jim okay. telling me that. I have confidence. We'll be there, right? yeah, be right. We all will be there. Yes. Yeah. Little, little Beaver, of course, you've got Lord Littlebrook and Little Tokyo on the opposing side, along with King Kong Bundy. That's right. And uh, my partner, IT Kid, he's a good one. And Bundy, him and I, if he gives trouble to our friend here, we're going to make circles around him. Haiti, kid, watch the elbows, by the way. Haiti, oh. just about that high. Haiti, kid, uh, you've been in this kind of a situation before. Oh, I was in uh, the one past. This one, we're going to be there 29, March 29. Right. Beaver and I and Abilie Jean, we're going to go be there. All right. Hillbilly, looks to me like you've got a couple of great partners for this very unusual six-man tag. Well, let me tell you something. I'm mighty proud about it, and I'll tell you folks something. You're going to see some things that you've never seen before because King Kong Bunny, I don't believe, has ever had the chance, or should I say the misfortune, to step in the ring with Hillbilly Jim plus these two little critters. So he's in a whole heap of trouble, and your little fellas just better watch themselves too because I'm going to be taking care of my buddies. I thank you very much, Hillbilly Jim, along with the Haiti Kid and Little Beaver to be part of WrestleMania 3. Live from the Silver Dome of Detroit, Michigan, Sunday afternoon, March the 29th. All right, and HBJ, that's Hillbilly Jim, warning that nasty fellow, King Kong Bundy, that he better not lay a hand on Little Beaver or the Haiti Kid, promising to take care of his little buddies. Well, that's the last time I hold Hillbilly Jim to his word. And there it was, guys, four weeks of February in the books. Four more weeks to go until WrestleMania 3. That's right. Next week, we begin March of 1987 here in the WWF Project. And we're going to talk all of the WWF news for March of 87, all the last-minute WrestleMania 3 news heading into the big pay-per-view. We're going to look at match results and do a deep dive, an in-depth look into the March 14th, 1987 edition of Saturday Night's Main Event. That'll be the 10th edition of SNME. We're going to talk all about it next week. George the Animal Steel taking on IC champion Randy Savage. Not only is the belt on the line, but so is Miss Elizabeth. Also upcoming, the big 20-man battle royal as part of Saturday night's main event. Lots of big names in there from Hercules, Billy Jack Haynes, Demolition, Butch Reed, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, but the two biggest names involved, WWF champion Hulk Hogan, and Andre the Giant, will we finally see the showdown before we get to WrestleMania 3? Hulk and Andre, both participants in the big battle royal. King Kong Bundy scheduled to take on Jake the Snake Roberts. The Hart Foundation, with their first national broadcast title defense, taking on Tito Santana and Dan Spivey. Plus, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat goes up against the Iron Sheik. 
And with Steamboat and Savage on the same card, who knows what will happen? So next week, it's March 87 WWF News. We're going to take a look at all of the results from the house shows leading up to WrestleMania 3 and an in-depth deep dive look at Saturday night's main event from March 14th. All of that and sound bites galore next week here on the Wrestling Memory Grenade. Thanks again, guys, for listening to the show. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Cody Wild Musk, the essence of animal attraction. Wild Musk oil for her, Cody Musk cologne for him. Use it before you stalk. Hey guys, Ray Russell here. want to thank you again for listening to yet another edition, episode 65 of the Wrestling Memory Grenade. February 87, so huge, so hot, leading into WrestleMania that we had to split it in half. Hope you guys appreciated the first half of February last week. We closed out February here this week, even covered March 1st edition of Wrestling Challenge. As I already stated, we'll be back next week to talk Saturday night's main event for March 14th. We're going to look at all the results on the house shows leading into WrestleMania 3 and the very latest news heading into the big pay-per-view. Lots to discuss next week as we begin March of 87 here in the World Wrestling Federation. And you guys can keep up and watch along with us. I've been adding a lot of 87 videos over on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash wrestling grenade. Lots of videos up there for your enjoyment. Be sure to head on over and subscribe to our YouTube channel right now. Also, another reminder to follow us on social media. On Twitter at Wrestling Grenade, that's at R-A-S-S-L-I-N Grenade. Also follow and like us on Facebook.com slash Wrestling Grenade. Always posting pictures and videos from all throughout wrestling history on our social media accounts. And of course, you can always stay up to date with all the latest news going on inside the WrestleCopia Podcast Network on our social media as well. And speaking of the WrestleCopia Podcast Network, head on over to www.wrestlecopia.com that's wrestlecopia.com you can check out all the latest shows from the wrestling memory grenade and monday warfare the battles within i also hear rumors from tom robinson that tr shocks the world may be returning very soon and most certainly i ask you guys to head on over to patreon.com slash wrestlecopia that's patreon.com slash wrestlecopia 12 tiers to choose from but i encourage you to check out the very affordable $5 all-access tier. Get you six gifts for $5. Just a couple of those gifts. Our Patreon-exclusive watch-along series covering many WWF and WCW pay-per-views, Coliseum Video, Saturday Night's Main Event, Clash of the Champions of the Past, and so much more. Plus my insanely detailed show notes, early access to many of our podcasts, and digital downloads now for your viewing and reading pleasure. And all right, with all of that said and all of that out of the way, we will return next week, March 87 in the WWF. Mark your calendars now. It's the final leg on our road to WrestleMania 3. In just a few weeks' time here on the Grenade and say mm, three, four weeks' time, you can expect WrestleMania 3, the definitive edition, as we break it all down. The big pay-per-view from beginning to end. And I can't wait for that episode. But before we get there, we got a lot to talk about here in March of 1987. And it all begins next week. WWF News, House Show Results, Saturday Night's Main Event, and Sound Bites Galore. So until next week, this is Ray Russell saying, from pillar to post and coast to coast, you pull the pin and we'll pick up the pieces right here on the Wrestling Memory Grenade. We'll see you next week. Don't miss it. Be there!
English when you talk to me. As far as I'm concerned, it's not signed in ink. It's signed in blood.